one. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to my channel. My name is Stassi. Thank you so much for being here today. I am very excited to have some amazing simmers here today to talk about an issue that I think we all need to address in the sims. I have some amazing simmers here today to talk about it. So thank you guys so much for being here today. Thanks for having thank us. You. Oh, my having us. I am honored and not only my honor I have two amazing co-hosts with me I have returning guest tattooed simmer and Gabby for the third time this week we have filmed three podcasts together in one week Gabby thank you so much for coming here today and Alicia welcome back as always as my sim sister yes I'm so excited to be back you oh, never yeah. ever think to me, this is my podcast now, remember? Yeah, so, yeah, so Gabby <laughs> is coming from my throne. Uh, I'm basically training her. So if I ever want to take a, a couple weeks off, I need guest hosts. I know exactly <laughs> who I'm calling up. But anyways, to get this started, why don't we do a quick round of introductions? And I will start with my co-host. So Tattooed Summer, you go first. Um, all right, so I'm Tattooed Simmer. I go by that on pretty much all socials. My gallery ID is a little different, but um, I'm on Instagram mainly. That's where I started. Um, I'm on Twitch now, and I do YouTube a little bit. Um, I'm from the United States, um, like Kansas, right in the middle. So um, started playing The Sims when... I was in high school. Um, I started playing on console, and I still play on console. So, um, yeah, that's a little bit, a little bit about me, I guess. Since this is the um, people of color roundtable, um, I am mixed race. So my mother is white, and my dad is African American. Um, so that's kind of a little bit of my backstory. I love it. Thank you again. Also, shout out Kansas City. Yes, we've had a great year. We've had a great year here. Yes, and um, also congratulations on buying a home. Thank you. Yeah, I, I know. I know we were talking yesterday how stressful this, but congratulations! That is a huge accomplishment, and be just be proud of, especially in this day of age of home ownership is becoming less and less and less available for everybody. So congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's been it's been a process, but it feels like um the last adult step. <laughs> that I have to do and I can just like moment. continue continue to live my life you know I so. love that uh Gabby welcome back future Hi. host of Stassi <laughs> J Unplugged <laughs> I can still see it <laughs> wow um, say, you, you know the spiel <laughs> yes for Hi, for those who are seeing me for the third week in the row um but for those who don't know I am Gabby um, I run the Sim um uh, Royalty 22 page on Instagram and Twitch, and I'm considering starting a YouTube that may be out at this time. It may not. Um I am a 22-year-old full-time student and worker and simmer. Um I, I started playing the Sims, I want to say I was eight or nine, around that range. Um so it's been some time, significant portion of my life. Um, I am a Black or African-American woman. Uh, was there anything else I was supposed to say? You got it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you also forgot that you have eight kingdoms, but you're actually going to have nine by the time this comes out. And you keep, stop encouraging me. 
<laughs> if you can raz me, I can raz you. I'm expecting nine <laughs> kingdoms. I'm, 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 no, because I'm, the summer is coming up, and if I have too much time, I will do it. <laughs> I know you will. <laughs> uh, but Gabby, thank you so much for coming back. Uh, Wes, welcome back. Okay, let's go hear the dog, but I can't buy it. Yeah, you're good. We can't hear the dogs. Okay. I'm Afro Brazilian. I live in Brazil. Both my parents are Mr. Black, so like I'm Mr. Black. And I cursed doing my bachelor in Latin American history, which is why I attract my attention to the game because of job adventure and focus on archaeology. Kind of like an Inca Maya stack in the game. I'll talk about it later. Awesome. awesome well thank you so so much for sharing uh again welcome back uh lady xmp how are you hi thank you for having me oh my gosh thank, thank you so much for wanting to be here welcome this is your first podcast it is my first podcast with you i'm excited i'm excited for you to be here why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and so- your near sims history yeah. Um. So my name is Lady XMP, or I go by Lady or MP, whichever one you want to call me. Um. I'm mainly on Instagram and Twitch. I kind of do Twitch in there, not really, but mainly on Instagram sometimes. <laughs> um. I've been playing Sims One and Two way back when it first came out, but I didn't have it myself. I would play at my friend's house and then come home, do my own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, when Sims 3 came out, I went back to school for medical. And then I was like, okay, uh, no more gaming for me. And it was all about studying. And then it wasn't until I want to say 2017 where I was just browsing YouTube and Urban Sims came up on my YouTube algorithm and just started binge watching it for a little bit it was sims 4 content i was like huh i didn't know it was sims 4 already like when did sims 3 come out because i didn't know anything about it and then it wasn't until 2020 beginning of 2020 when the pandemic hit i was like you know what let's just buy this game because it wasn't free yet Mm -hmm. and then i got addicted and i was just game playing i wasn't a builder yet i didn't do any building at all actually um it wasn't until 2021 where I did Sid Macaretta I think that's the last name um I did her shell challenge and that's where my building started like when I started uploading in 2021 that's yeah that's so cool sorry I didn't mean to cut you off go ahead it's okay it's okay um and yeah I am Filipino and Chinese immigrant from the Philippines and I came here when I was like two and a half, two and a, in here being California. So yeah. No, that's amazing. Again, thank you so much for being here today. I, I am excited to dive in as well. Uh, get to know you a little bit more throughout this podcast. Uh, yeah. Yes, she's a simmer. Girl, welcome back. <laughs> I feel like I have an apartment under um, Gabby. I think <laughs> I, I've been here a lot in the last like six months. So this is awesome. <laughs> Hi all, I am Yeshiva Simmer. I am a machinima director, sometimes builder, um, and Black Simmer, a very, very proud Black Simmer. I started my journey, I'm, my age is about to show. So I started my, my journey in 1994, 
with the Sims uh, very first game that came out, which was SimCity. And I played that in middle school. So 11, 12, 13, um, fast forward to 2000, I got Sims on PC. My mom and I were addicted. Um, I've played every single iteration of The Sims. I currently play on PC and console. So I play on the Xbox. Um, that's why I do my game playing when I just want to play the game and not film anything or worry about a storyline. I play on console and then I do all of my machinima stuff on PC. So yes, I pay for this twice because when I got The Sims, it wasn't free. <laughs> so, okay, you got to pay for all my expansion packs twice. I don't want to uh, talk about it. Girl, bless uh, you. Yeah, bless you. <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on my way, but, you know, a house came in the way. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I am currently on YouTube with my Machinima series. I've done three, The Landlord, The Road, and currently The Soulmate House. I am working on the Machinima Movie and TV Awards. So um, I'm excited about that, which I've had some wonderful help. So shout out Tattoo Zimmer. I'm excited to yeah. see what you're building. Um, and Stassi is hosting. So that's pretty much my sim story. Girl, I'm so excited when you asked me to host those Michelle Awards. I was like, yes, I will do. I will do everything. Because again, let's shine a spotlight on storytellers. But I'm excited for you to be here today. You're coming for, okay, so it goes Kevin. Kev, uh, Kev the Builder's been here 12 times. Uh, the Disney Sims has been here 11. Sass has been here 8. So you guys are coming for the crowns, man. At this point, I think once you hit 10, you guys are basically an affiliate at that point. But yeah, she's the right. Thank you for coming back. Last Thank but not least, me. Witching Mermaid, thank you so much for coming back here today. No problem. How are you guys? Um, so my name is Witching Mermaid. Um, you can call me Kitty or witching or mermaid, either either is fine. Um, I'm in Connecticut. I'm originally from New York. I am Dominican and Puerto Rican, so I'm Latina. Um, my Sims journey started when I was probably like 10 or 11 with mm -hmm. Sims 1. Um, and I've played on console for a few years. Um, and then I switched back to uh, PC and I originally was doing cast and now I'm a builder and you can find me on Twitch and on Instagram and sometimes YouTube. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I'm excited to get to know a little bit more about you throughout this podcast and please go check out everybody that's on here, but let's get this, Ooh. let's get this round table started. Um, my two co-hosts, uh, please take this away. Um, I guess so. I had messaged you. I don't remember what. I think it was after maybe the the what do they call it? Project Renee. I was like, mm -hmm. it's, they don't call it the Sims Five, whatever. Um, about what seeing if you would possibly want to host a people of color or like different minority group roundtable mm -hmm. because I feel like a lot of people have a lot of opinions um about things and they're very different based on, you know, what group you belong to. Um, and I've talked about them a lot, like either on stream or just with some of the people that I've become friends with in the community, like Lady and Witching, um, just about some of the things that we feel are lacking or like some of the things that they actually have started putting in that we're excited about. Um, 
like I wish they would have started sooner working with a hairstylist to make the hairs look right Mm -hmm. um you know I feel like that's why a lot of um people of color use cc heavily is because they don't feel like they get what they need in the in the game even buying it like they, they would probably buy the packs but they still don't feel like the hairs are right or um the clothes are right for where they live and like how they dress you know so um so yeah i just kind of wanted to to talk to everybody about that you know my hair is the biggest problem in the sims 4 well it's not the biggest problem skin tones was an issue but here's what irritates me you can't slap some baby hair on some braids and say here's your representation right that's not okay that's still not my texture right nope. under, and, I, and i'll keep it real under this wig is not i want to see that i want to see <laughs> someone actually with edges can i can i can i get like a natural look that's not doesn't look like i'm putting caucasian hair on a black sims that annoys me the braids right like y'all didn't there's several pictures out there of different type of braiding styles and this is what you came up with and I, I just mention, we don't all do baby hairs like that's not the because mm-hmm. i don't i don't always look right with them babe like that's not a thing we just do that's first oh. of all recent anyway that's like a recent like style that's been popular and a lot of us still like i got edges but they don't need to be seen at all times babe my edges are slick back okay i'm an 80s baby into I'm whatever not, style i got going on i'm not swirling and i'm not doing all that i'm i'm that's too much it takes too much for me just to do my natural hair let alone sit in the mirror with a brush talking about let's write a b c d i don't do that so just because you add that to a sims doesn't make it a representation of me not at all when i do a, a straight style on my sims and, I, and there's a part I want to see that that part is nappy because guess what if you don't relax your hair it is right it's not slick back unless you're using a ton of products there's no natural beauty for people of color in the sims that's annoying and don't get me started on nose lips eyes yeah I I mean I've like I have a sim self but I struggle with what hair to put on it um and and that that it's also it's also a texture issue and i i i it's not funny it's not funny but i compare it to like real life because in real life it's also hard for me because i'm biracial a lot of people like it's not um it's not super coarse and thick like my hair is very thin like my mother's but it's very curly so like a lot of times the only style really in the game that's curly is like that one from cats and dogs that's wavy but it's wavy in a chunk it's like a it's like a balloon with waves on it um and it's just like we're done with ponytails you know like there are so many variations of ponytails or headbands or whatever um but i mean that goes with other things too like i think it applies to clothes i don't know um but yeah that's always been my feeling on why you see people of color use more cc than um than other than other simmers but i don't know i agree did anybody else have an opinion 
I mean, like the cats and dogs hair that you were talking about, Tat, I use that on my SimSelf because that's the only thing that matches my coarse, like wavy hair because I have naturally wavy hair. So I, I understand the whole texture thing. Um, there's only so much, like so many styles because I part my hair in a total different way than it usually styled in the sims mm -hmm. so it's i just wish we had more variety like more texture yes there's a category that says texture but it doesn't really show everything that we need but then we also have to think it's a video game as well so right. yeah and see that's yeah. where i have an issue reconciling because it is a video game but it's a video game that like advertises itself so as being not just that, but it advertises itself as you being able to create yourself and live the life you dream. Mm -hmm. Don't mm -hmm. advertise that. And I can't do that mm -hmm. because the Afro texture section that they talk about, first of all, is seemingly all the same texture. It's no true diversity in the texture for real. It's mm -hmm. all the same texture. They've like you said, put in a ponytail parted on a different side or it's just a big poof and that's not what I look like like I have a combination hair texture that yeah it's unique to me because I'm a unique person but like all these other people get to see themselves they get to mm -hmm. make something that looks remotely like them in the game just with um base game or a couple packs I'm scrounging through every pack um, trying to find something that looks remotely like me and when I do like I posted something of like I was at some dance at school and I'm wearing like a clip-on ponytail um, and I'm like oh well this kind of looks like a hair I have that's still CC but still not my hair texture <laughs> so like my sim self is somewhat the wrong shade it's like like my very like lightest winter shade um, because it's one of the um base game ones because I created it so I can have it even when I don't have CC in my game um and I don't feel like my sim self truly looks like me and it was so funny because when I showed one of my best friends when I was changing my profile pictures all the picture I took and she was like who is this blazing baddie I'm like it's me <laughs> <laughs> and she's like oh I, I guess I can kind of see that and I'm like yeah that's the problem <laughs> but my my very best friends did not recognize my sim self because it does not look like me. I believe in fact I never can make it right, but like my hair today is like just like dark. Yeah, like hair in the game is so weird. Like we made that hair based on a broccoli, like I think you guys like a copy for the afro. They literally instead of going for like black people texture, they go for like a vegetable. Yeah. Like, honestly, yeah. I think it kind of gave up on this since far, especially in, like cultural hair, like Afro Brazilian hair. Like I'm never gonna see this. Never gonna see like a blindado, a leopardo, like and like she hair, but like coloring here and there. Like, there's no chance. There's barely no Latins you see. Imagine Afro Latin clothing in the game. My problem is I understand it's a video game. I'm a gamer, so I'm not just a Sims gamer. I play mm -hmm. Battlefield. I play Assassin's Creed. You know, I and those games are represent the, the period in time that they're presenting to you. So if I'm playing in Vikings, my 
Assassin's Creed, it looks like a Viking. The setting looks like a Viking. The technology mm -hmm. is out there. Why is The Sims not using it when it's marketing itself as a realistic, get what I'm saying, a realistic life simulation game? So just market it as a game. When I play Paperboy, yeah, I'm old. When I play Paperboy on Nintendo, it was a cartoon character throwing papers, trying not to bust people's window. I didn't see myself in that Paperboy. But you're telling me I can see myself in the Sims. So with all of the technology out here, you have regular Simmers out here making animations and CCs, and they can't make a pack that I that includes everyone and i'm not just talking about black i'm talking the only people that are represented fully with options in the sims are caucasian people you don't see a good representation i don't have 90 eyes for an asian american i've wanted to make asian american sims and i've made them and i'm like this just feels disrespectful i'm not going to do that you know for my shows you don't see that across the board but i can get a thin lip and a small nose. My, do my nose look small to you? My tubs this part of my face. I can't find that. On the Sims, I have to download CC. So for those Sims that are playing on console, they don't have the same options that I do. They don't have someone out there that looks like them or can identify with their plight and make CC for their game. So they're stuck being whitewashed. And I don't think people realize that. That this is literally whitewashing people of color. I tried. So I tried making CC um, because I couldn't find any like typical Filipino shirts, like old, like traditional, sorry, traditional Filipino sh like clothing or uh, like anything. And when I was scrolling through the catalog, I saw on Island Living, they have like the big spoon and fork, which actually is in Tagalog, which is our native language. And which was really happy for me. But then, like, I tried making my own CC so that I can tell my story of my family. Like, when I was doing gameplay, because I don't even know gameplay anymore. But, um, <laughs> um, and it was hard. Like, it was so hard to, like, because the successful, I want to quote, successful CC that I've made or created was just getting a turtleneck from the game and a skirt from the game, and then putting a pattern on top of it. Mm -hmm. Starting from scratch is so hard. Me. It's so hard. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> I'll have someone do it and then ask them if I can recolor it, you know, but it's so hard to do. It's so hard to find representation, like, in anything. Because when I first started playing Sims 4, I came in right before they did the... I want to say it was right before they did the um skin tone refresh mm. where they added so i saw the big difference of how many skin tones were added and i was like why didn't they have this in the first place yeah like, they just fix babies sims, yeah. Well, yeah 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 because yeah. i had downloaded sims a bunch of cc if, if they're gonna do a a um a, a color wheel for you know like they were talking about for the building like they need to have that for skin tones and hair color in the Sims 5 when they release that. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't 
that that's going to be a huge problem if they if they release a color wheel to make things more adaptable for building but then not for creating your sim right because even the colors in the actual sim since they did the update they're not, are not accurate it. they're not accurate mm -hmm. Okay. Still, still doesn't look like me. Right. It's very hard to get a sim to look like you because of that. Um, and like, yes, she's a simmer side, like the features too. You can't get the right features. Like I tried to make my sim self recently and I feel like my sim self doesn't look like me because I couldn't mm -hmm. get the features right. So I agree with pretty much everything you guys were saying too. And then the issues it can give you with yourself mm -hmm. and then because I look at stuff like that because I'm a psych major and the way you have to sit there and agonize over every little feature of your of your face and your body trying to create something that looks like you and then if you have to try to like pull using the sliders and stuff it makes you overanalyze every feature you have because you're struggling to create yourself um and it's not working so then you sit there like well why is this not here and well is there like it makes you feel it can make you feel so bad about yourself sometimes um especially if you're already like self-conscious about certain features and then you don't have it in the game because like you were saying with your nose I am so self-conscious with my nose because I feel like it's like 75 percent of my face <laughs> and so when I'm sitting there trying to build my sim self and I'm sitting there trying to find a nose that is the same proportions on my sim cells face as it is in person it starts to make you feel bad about yourself that that's not like i can't find exactly that and again and of course i again understand it does not have to be exact but it's either it always feels over exaggerated or under exaggerated and it just the complex like not seeing yourself in something that told you you should be able to can give you is ridiculous like it can, i i cannot edit my sim self if I'm like in a depressive mood because it will give me like anxiety and like, I will just be sad. I used to say they can't represent everyone. And then I just, when you just said, I'm so self-conscious about my nose because it's 75% of my face. So you feel that way. I feel that way. My sister and I pretty much have the same face, right? She kind of feels that way. So that's three people. So there's millions of other people that, feel that way so there's millions of other people that have wide noses so that's actually not that's not a marginalized group of people that's an average and when you can't find it you feel like you're not average you feel like there's something different or off about yourself I am I am blessed to be very self-aware um that is something that in the last seven years of my life that I've worked a lot of time on growing but I'm, I'm I'll be 41 this year so it was time, you know, you get that. And later in life, you get to a point where you need to discover yourself. So those things don't bother me, but they do piss me off. They do because I've lived this my whole life with not being fairly represented. And so in a game that I love that I spend, I think on the PC, I think I was at like seven, 7,000 hours or something like that. You know, I spent that much time on the game. I shouldn't feel like I'm struggling. I shouldn't have to go shopping every time I want to make a character. I should just be able to access that in my game. And CC should be an icing on the cake, not a necessity. Yes, we were just saying something like that in the last po uh, podcast, that there's no reason that modders and CC creators should be 
necessary. Like mm-hmm. they're required to have a working game and a game that you enjoy. It should be, oh, they did this because it was cool and it was something fun and it was a creative outlet for them. Not because right. it was a broken part of the game that they knew EA was not going to fix, that right. they chose to fix themselves so others like them could relate to themselves in the game. That's a problem for a billion dollar company. Mm-hmm. I think um I think a lot of what it boils down to really is um they're afraid of not doing it right. And then the the problem with that is is they don't have people they don't have a lot of representation within the people who make the game per se to for for people to say like hey this is what african-american life is like this is what our hair is like um let me work let me help you let me get people to help work on this or with um uh hispanic people or like the asian community or any any other community like i've talked a lot about how there is nothing in this game for native american people Mm -hmm. um and and why did we not do that with Strangerville? Why did we turn that into exactly. a crazy? Why, why did we turn that into a crazy military, um, Area Fifty One, white yep. people nonsense? When that would have been the perfect place yep. to represent that culture. Like it, it's a beautiful world. I love building there. It would have mm-hmm. been a beautiful place to represent that culture, but they but they didn't, and they still and they still haven't. Which, okay. for as much as they represent Northern culture in America, you would think mm-hmm. that they would have done that. Yes. My biggest thing, and I'll and I'll be honest with you, if you can pull a CC creator to make a do rag, this mm. irritates me. Make a do rag. You pull the CC creator to make a do rag and to make bonnets. Which okay, I'm patting my head. I wear my body is right next mm-hmm. to me. I, I literally just took it off right mm-hmm. before this. That's not my problem. My issue is right there is your knowledge base. Mm-hmm. Right Pay there them. is the pool for you to collect from to get this right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you tap in a black creator to make a do rag, a robe, and a bonnet. Where's the shoes, the clothes, mm-hmm. the hair? Mm-hmm. What? Yep. Now, I appreciate the do-rag in the body. My Sims wear it. I even got the mom where they pat their head. <laughs> I have a problem with that. No, I was just doing that. <laughs> but this person could have created a culture. Yeah. You have no excuse. There EA are thousands no of them. How many Japanese people... Japanese American, Japanese French. Did they get to create Mount? What is it? Mount oh, Kamehameha. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then still got it wrong. Yeah. Like they, yes, they tapped Lil Simsy. And I'm not trying to not throwing her under the bus. I think she's a really good builder. But they also did this with City Living back in City Living because they brought out the the um who are they? Victor and Lily. I forget the last oh, name. Fang. And, yeah, Fang. Fang. yeah. And then the Beta family. But fall, that's whatever. it. But that's it. I mean, so, you have Brittany Cho, but I think she's from Get Famous or something. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. remember. But um, and also half of them look white. Exactly. 
It don't look Asian. Like, and, I feel like and, some of the and, clothes also were offensive. No, that's what I'm saying. They still got it wrong. They, um, well, was it the Korean community? Where, like, they, you just ignore the fact that there's, like, a whole cultural war thing going yes. on there. Yeah. Like, yes. that's not a small the thing. The temple, like, that was crazy. Yeah. And then um, I have a friend who's um, half Korean, half um, black. And she was like, yeah, this is a problem. And she doesn't even play the game. Like, <laughs> it came up on her feed for something. And she oh, was crazy. like, don't you play this? And I'm like, yeah, what happened? Because I hadn't even, I wouldn't even pay attention. I don't pay attention. So it's what well, I do now because I'm on Instagram, but I didn't pay attention to the media back then very mm-hmm. much. And she was like, yeah, this was on like Tumblr or something because she's still on Tumblr. Um, And I'm like, oh, that's a problem. <laughs> that's yeah. upsetting. Yeah, it really is. I remember when I saw the clothes from City Living. I was like, "What is this? This is not, this is not it." Like, I, I don't, I don't know what this is supposed to be. It was very confusing. Yeah, like it was just, I just felt, I found it offensive. Like I was like, "This is offensive. Like this is not correct." Like I think they should have, like Tat said, get people who know what they're talking about, who are in the community, who can be the voice for us and say, "No, this is not right," and fix it. They can still fix it. I don't know why they don't. They they, they started it with kits. Like they, they with those, I don't know, what was it? The Ancient Arrivals kit and then the other one that came with that. And then like the Carnival kit. Like I, I guess that they like kind of started doing that. And then with the last pack, they started working with hairstylists. It's like, it's like they're trying, but almost not really. Yeah. Like it's they're, like they're, they're giving... They're Tell us that they're trying seventy five percent, not right. even ninety. I would, I wouldn't even say seventy five at this point. <laughs> and it's starting to feel like weaponized incompetence at this point. Because yep. you're a billion dollar company, you could fix it, but you're going, oh, we don't know what to do. We don't want to upset anybody. Then we don't hire the people. Get it together yeah. and hire the Look people. At your community. We are already paying because we're paying for CC creators, Thousands. Patreons, and stuff. We have no problem paying the money to get it right. Like I don't. Then hire the that. CC creators, Thank hire you. the mod creators, and give them compensation for it because it was their idea in the first place. And don't stifle them and try to create rules that um made a bunch of them want to quit. And then you had to backtrack because you're like, oh that that that's not what we were saying. We were saying this. No, that's not what you were saying. But good cover for that though, babe. You really made sure that you didn't lose a whole chunk of people from buying your packs there because you really mm-hmm. almost lost us there. Good business. I'd have done the same thing. What you talk about? Like, that's that's good business because they're not catering to us. They don't yeah. care. They yeah. literally do not care. They do not make the assumption that we are the ones that are cu- currently benefiting from the game. That we are not their market. And you can tell that we are not their market. Everything they did after that Sim Summit, when they came back for that, what was that? Uh, behind the whatever and they showed all of those uh, a diverse number of creators because we were all complaining about it but then they oversaturated I'm not asking you to look on the screen and see nothing but people of color I'm asking you that when I look on the screen I should see people of color that doesn't mean come back and say okay we're going to slap a whole bunch of people of color and that will satisfy them no what I needed to see was a mix of everyone represented in the game or trying to be represented in the game represented in the things that you put out. They don't care. 
Like most people don't times. care. Not Do just for a week. We spend $2 trillion in the United States alone as people of color. Take out Caucasians. I'm not talking about Caucasians. Just people of color in the United States spend a total of $2 trillion a year on everything that we want. You would think they would market to us. You would think that, that would be a smart business move. But we're also not rising up. Let's keep it real. We're not because we shouldn't have been playing that game after that Sim Summit. We all should have boycotted. No, because no, what was that? And I, I know we mentioned this in the podcast where we talked about the Sim Summit specifically. But let's not act like they didn't have that whole specifically because she was a black woman. Nothing about her was, and I'm sure she's a lovely person, but nothing about her was particularly interesting. Um, nothing she (laughs) nothing she had to say was like it was like why were you here why were you who they chose oh yeah because you look yeah okay sure she everything about her made me uncomfortable she she was accepted i don't even know why they didn't choose somebody of color that's like huge in the community like Mm -hmm. they've already i don't even know who she was or um I don't know, freaking uh, Dr. Ashley's a person of color. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like there are thousands. Why couldn't they just get someone who was unspoked? They're like one Mm -hmm. season competition, if you will. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, they could have just gotten like Spring Sims or something. And she is one black looking person. That's what I'm saying. They put one black looking person in the company and went. You're gonna be the face of the summit. Does she and even play Sims? I it didn't look yes. nothing. She's nothing so about. I'm not her. saying that she so does what it. Is she, I'm so not what saying was she. She, she wasn't black. No, she was Brazilian. She was Brazilian, I believe. Oh, I see. Like real talk, they could have got Kiki Palmer. Like, <laughs> and she's so funny. I love her she stream. Plays she's the so out yeah, of she does play the Sims. Yeah, yeah. she does. And so does. So why couldn't they? It was it because they couldn't afford it. Girl, I can name you a list of people. That <laughs> I mean, they, I could give you a list of people who would do it for free, just to be there. Yeah. If you just want an affair, anyone the name, in the community would do it for free just to be there. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we've also Stassi's also brought it up in like a lot of her podcasts before about how all the worlds are north. I mean, jungle adventure, but where is? That? <laughs> Don't even get me started on that. <laughs> where, it's it's all it's extremely western based. I'm fucking yeah. tired of it. I'm fucking tired of seeing an, another California world. A fucking even though I live in California, yes, I agree. I, I agree. Want, I agree. I, I want other ethnicities getting the representation. Like this, like the, outside looking in. This is I want to have these conversations. You guys like. People of color are having a harder time creating their Sims, their Sim cells. I was making my Sim self this week for the Miss Chinema Awards. You know what my complaint was? I couldn't find anything there. There was no roots in base game. So I had to have full blonde hair. Couldn't yeah. have that is the yeah. complaints that we have as Caucasian Sim players because we've always seen ourselves in every medium that we do. And I know that sounds really bad to say, but it it's true. It's real. It it's real. It, I had no idea that there was a struggle because I'm white and I always saw myself as every Disney princess, every superhero, every everything. I saw it and I was going to bring this up later, but like I want like Little Mermaid, the Little Mermaid movie that's coming out mm-hmm. 
next Girl, you're gonna start month. me on a rant <laughs> <laughs> well we got time <laughs> but no, and i just want to make a clarification before the comments do what they do um nobody is saying white people don't deserve to see themselves yeah move along that's not the issue here <laughs> no. we just want more representation want representation too. and cultural differences yes because our- i want to see different like holidays not i mean i'm not saying that like jewish people aren't people of color because they are mm-hmm. they are yeah. you can see jewish people as people of color but like i want to see other celebrations Right. Because that is culture. That's that's culture right. and people of color. Their food, their holidays, their the language. That's now. All, like if you can set the holidays all. to be longer, you know, because Ramadan yes. is not a day. Right. Uh, Kwanzaa is not a day. Um, Hanukkah is not a day. Like exactly. right. Like in the Philippines, we celebrate Christmas from September first to January first. Nothing mm-hmm. in between. Three months full of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, I want to see different holidays, different like that would be an foods. Easy way to, like, because like, you know they can't put every holiday in the game. And correct. They have to, no, no, no. That's you know, right. They make it winter fest and whatever. But if they made it to where you could set the holiday for a certain amount of time mm-hmm. on the calendar, because like you you can do so much on that calendar anyways. Like that would be a way you know, and then you could change the name. Like you could you could write Ramadan in. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like one of the biggest complaints i work in a restaurant right lint just ended um and we serve a special fish item every friday during lint Mm -hmm. and my biggest complaint is why are we why is this the only holiday we cater to like why why don't we take pork off the menu during during rum i just i just don't why (laughs) and it's the same with the sims why are we catering to one group of people Mm -hmm. and like ignoring the rest (laughs) Uh, like not everyone celebrates Thanksgiving, but we no, are right, right. Exactly. Um, a really good uh, something that me and my fiance were talking about. So he is Macedonian Macedonian Orthodox, and we just celebrated Easter with his family last weekend because that's when Orthodox Easter mm-hmm. was this year. And he, you know, he said to me in the car ride home, he's like, he's like, oh, he's my real name, Jenny. I really wish I was off tomorrow so I could spend it with my family. Because I feel like we're very catered to Catholic and Christian holidays for days off. But what about Chinese New Year? Mm-hmm. What about uh, portions of Ramadan? What about Hanukkah? What about all of these holidays that people are having to take days off? Well, maybe paid or not paid to celebrate a celebration in their culture. I think that's something that as a society, we also kind of need to work on. And it was him that pointed it out to me because I, I celebrate Christmas on Christmas. I celebrate Easter on Easter. I would have never thought anything twice. I didn't know Orthodox Easter was not the same weekend as East, not as normal Easter. I had no idea. And I think something that we need to actually educate in schools and bring back is educating about other ethnicities, celebrations, and cultures and learning about their traditions. Uh, I went to a Catholic school for my last couple years of high school. I talked openly about this on this podcast. I didn't get to take science class because I had to take religion. It was either mm-hmm. science or art. I think that's ridiculous. I always would choose art every time because I'm a art nerd, but I wish I had the opportunity to learn. I wish I had the opportunity to learn about other religions. I wish I had the opportunity to learn about other cultures 
And EJ's yeah. playing it safe because they're all white and we're all in the same boat. We we were taught that like we won. We won everything. We're awesome. History, how history is taught is who wins it. Not the other, we don't get to know the but, other side of it. Yeah, right? So I, um, when, one, one of the reasons I started playing the game, like some, somebody showed me the game um, and, I, and I was really excited about it because you could do whatever you wanted. Like it wasn't like you played somebody else's story right. all the way through and then the game was over, right? Um, I grew up the only person of color in my school. There was 75 people total in my school. So groupthink was huge, right? You do what everyone else does for fear of be being cast out, right? And so when I left, when I left there um, and I came to college, like it was, it was a culture shock for me because I had to figure out I kind of had to figure out who I was because I grew up in a place where we weren't we weren't told about other cultures we other cultures weren't talked about in a nice way if they were talked about um like there was a community not that far away who a lot of the working population were Hispanic and they're not spoken of highly at all um and I've like I had to explain to my family that when I hear people talk about other minorities in a poor way, that makes me feel bad because how do they talk about me? So it's like that's how all people of color, I feel like, in the Sims feel. It's like if if you're not representing one culture, then you're not gonna represent mine either. You know? So yeah. Yeah. I I couldn't agree more. And I think it it's it's sad to, to feel that way and to see people suffering and feeling that they're the odd one out or just doing something because they think that's the right thing to do. Um, so Jason, my fiance, Bastonian Greek, loves football, loves it, loves it, loves it, couldn't live without it. But in Canada, it's hockey. It's that's what you watch here. You watch hockey. And he just, he just started watching it so he could make friends, so he could talk about something. And now that football is becoming very popular in Canada, he's now made friends. He's made friends with all over the world. He's just started his own podcast. He's got a fan page. He's talked to people. And it's, it's so cool for him to finally find that niche. And he doesn't have to pretend anymore. He doesn't have to say the right things. So he, so his, like, people will think that he'll fit in and he'll actually have friends. He can be himself. And I think that is so, it's so cool to see that. Right. And that's like, so I, I started streaming like the end of December or something like that. Um, but I've just started doing it more recently. Um, and like, I told my mom about it and she'll come and like lurk in my stream sometimes. Uh, sometimes she'll comment, but not very often. <laughs> but she like told me the other day, she was like, I don't think I've ever seen you that comfortable around other people and I was like yeah mom this because I'm talking to people who like understand what I'm doing like mm -hmm. they don't like I don't have to pretend to be somebody else constantly like that's that's what you don't get like that's why I play this game and so I think she finally like understood 
like what the game meant and so like the game means a lot to the people who play it we just want to see ourselves you know mm-hmm. yeah and but it's sad that a... it's it's really sad that we don't it's really you sad up a really good point tattoo summer if if we had that kind of exposure so in a sense, right? It wouldn't wouldn't have been such a culture shock. You know, I grew up in Chicago um, first nine years of my life, and then we moved to Madison, Wisconsin. Now, Chicago is one of the most segregated places in, in the Midwest, right? I didn't have a whole bunch of non-Black friends. Really, my parents, my mom had um, nine brothers and sisters, so I did a lot of things with my cousin. So when I moved here, this was the first time in fourth grade, first year here, that a little Caucasian girl called me the N-word. Now, my response was wrong. I bit her. Okay? My response was 100% wrong. You bit her? I bit her. I did. (laughs) No, I feel like that was a valid response. Um, (laughs) Here's the thing, right? I'm thinking, oh, my mama got my back. You know what I'm saying? She gonna come up here, she gonna lay it down, and she came up and she said, I need the room to talk to my daughter. And she gave me the business. And what she said was, your reaction represents you. Her words represent herself. You cannot react like that. You are a little black little girl in a predominantly white space, right? You are going to be called this word. I don't know how many times to watch your life. You have to respond differently. But my school was all black in Chicago. All the kids around me were either black or Latino. And I didn't, we didn't mix with Latino kids and they didn't mix with us. So I still didn't have that experience of mixing. My world was black. So when I moved here, all of a sudden it's a culture shock and I don't know how to be myself because I'm, I'm coming in and I asked my teacher, um, we were watching something. I said, could you cut out the light? And she was very rude about it. You know, she said, you can't cut a light. I can turn it off instead of recognizing that I come from Chicago. Anybody in Chicago, Black, white, Asian, would have understood what I said. Instead of correcting me in front of the whole class and making me feel like I was ignorant, I developed a really bad complex from not wanting to look uneducated. So for most of my life, I spent a lot of time trying to sound smart versus being smart. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn that later in life, but it was everything was a culture shock because I was black, because I had natural, I came to school with beads, a whole bunch of beads just in my head. When I shake, you could hear it, right? I had, I dated one white guy in my life. And when I met his family, um, first of all, my family, my grandmother wasn't welcoming. So I'm not going to pretend like he came and met my family and it was all warm and fuzzy. That's my grandmother had a really negative reaction. To the fact that I was dating a white guy. His family um, was passive aggressive. And I got to ask things like, how was it to grow up in the hood? I've what? never grown up in a hood in my life. I, yeah. I kid you not. If there was so much as a break-in in my neighborhood, my mama broke our lease in Chicago and we moved. Mm-hmm. She did not play about her kids and where we lived. So to ask me, how was it like growing up in the hood? And my question was, I, I, I wouldn't know. Um, another question was, can I touch your hair? I said, why? Why do, why do you want to touch my hair? Being petted. You know, and she was like, it looks so much different. I said, I doubt it. I said, I probably got it from a white lady who cut her hair because it's wig. It's going <laughs> to probably feel the same. <laughs> can, I, can I just get a quick pivot? People actually 
ask you to touch your hair. I thought that was yes. just like a TV sometimes thing. Sometimes they don't ask. No, yeah, they, I, they don't I've been asked, yeah. I've been asked yes. myself if people can touch my hair because it was so way before an Asian person because they've seen Asian people with pin straight hair. That's not right. how Filipino hair is. Mm-hmm. We have the texture. We have the texture. It's what actually a recessive gene to have pin straight hair. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Some person yeah. just yeah. came over to me. I almost gone to jail because I almost punched a lady in the face because never met her before that day. And she walked, like, we were just talking at some, I'm at some conference for an internship. And like, we had been, we were sat at the same table. We were having a civil conversation. You're not, I wouldn't even call you an associate. And she was like, I love you. And I went, girl, if you touch me, we, why is that? You okay? going in a headless and I'm going to jail. It's not okay. Girl, I had somebody in my way. I was wearing a clip-on ponytail. It wasn't even my hair. Don't touch me. I just people constantly too ask me um, because I'm mixed, right? Um, they assume, like people where I'm from, assume that all African people's hair is not real, right? That you're all wearing wigs all the time, um, and so I constantly because I mean this is it's long right there's a lot of it and so people constantly ask me if my hair is real that is and so if they can touch rude it. yeah that so is wrong. So my favorite response to shock people i go i pay for it that's real enough and then i just walk off <laughs> girl, let me tell you, a, girl, a lady i work with her and i had had some microaggression for a very long time and she would make little comments because i i wear whatever i want so mm-hmm. i wear i wore purple hair to work this particular day and she said, and it was short like my real hair. And so she's like, um, they let you wear that? And so it hit me wrong because she's sitting here with pink hair. Okay? Her hair is pink, like neon pink. You can see her coming in black night. You're going to see her hair. Right? And she's like, they let you wear that? And I said, well, why Why wouldn't they let me wear that? You have pink hair. Oh, it's just, you know, I said, you do know pink is not a natural color to anyone. Right. <laughs> right. So if you can dye your hair pink and it's acceptable, why can't I dye my hair purple? Right. And she goes, Oh, that's your real hair. And I kid you not, in the middle of my job, I worked in a call center, middle of my job, I took it off, <laughs> opened it, been, showed her the tag. I said, Actually, it's 100% human hair. And then I put my wig back on. <laughs> I love that. And I proceeded hair. to go sit down. Right. But I had a head full of braids. So I wasn't like, you know, I probably wouldn't have done that if, you know, she hadn't been right under here. But, <laughs> but it was just so offensive. Like, oh, my God. Black girl is wearing purple hair. Purple is my favorite color. Okay, I'm going to walk in here looking like Barney every day. <laughs> yeah, no. People do try to pet us. Yeah. That's so Everybody. fucking weird. It I- happens. It happens here too a lot with uh, with Latina people because their hair texture is so different depending on what kind of Latina you are. Mm-hmm. And, so, and like people just don't understand it. Mexican hair, um, Puerto Rican hair, it's not, it, it's all different. Dominican hair, it's all different. Cuban like, hair, yep. Yeah. It's, it's yep. because of all the mutations. Yeah, yeah, right. we have a lot of, you know, we have native, we have, we have yeah. black, we have European, so our hair texture is are just always going to be all over the place. Exactly. You know, people were confused with the concept of Afro-Latino. Yes. And in my head, I'm going, mm-hmm. ow. I've, I've had Afro-Latinos in my life, like, forever. It right. took me a long time to realize one of my best friends in Chicago wasn't Black. 
And she was actually Puerto Rican. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. How? You know, and my mom explained it to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but we I facts. <laughs> yeah. Facts. You know, we're yeah. all mixed and, and we're all I had a lady, and back to what you said, Tattoo Simmer, she came up to me, she goes, you know, my daughter had a, a black baby. And the way she said it, oh, it, was, it, it, it yeah, I'm, punch I'm that not, person yeah, in the I'm face. And it was a it was a, a white lady, obviously. She's like, Yeah, my daughter had a black baby and we just don't know what to do with her hair. And your hair looks nice all the time. Could you help? I said, I have no clue how to do mixed hair. Mm-hmm. That's she's a like, whole well, different thing. She mm-hmm. said, it looks just mm-hmm. like yours. I said, no, it does. I said, no, it may look like mine. I said, but my hair. But I'm hair sure she is... has a different hair texture. Right. Mm-hmm. My hair is thick and coarse. Her hair is probably full and thinner. Mm-hmm. The strings of her. So I can't use the same thing in, in her hair that I use in mine. Why don't you ask another mixed person? Her scalp might be different. Right. Right. I need burlap on mine. She (laughs) might, a Brillo pad. She might not need that. Um, No, it took me forever to realize I was the black friend in high school. That was a little traumatizing because I had a friend, I had a friend group full of um, Latino um, friends. And then I graduated a semester early. I could have graduated a year early. I did it wrong. Nobody told me what, what I was supposed to be doing. Um, but I, when I realized I could graduate early, I graduated a semester early. And nobody would call or text me or ask me how I was doing. And they were like, well, we don't know if you're busy. or I'm like, y'all are in school eight hours a day. And I might be at work. I have way more free time than y'all do. And I wish all of them well. Um, Like, they were never like, well, there was some stuff where I was like, this ain't it. Um, But we're all teenagers. So, like, I put that off to just, like, when we were young, we should ask more questions. Um, But, like, it was was crazy. Like, it was a really, like you said, culture shock for me to realize I'm just the one y'all can ask black questions to. (laughs) Like, I'm not sure y'all are actually friends like y'all talk but we are not actual friends if you have to see me eight hours a day to ask me how I'm doing there you go yeah yeah that was that was that was the same thing when when I when I left I I I think maybe I had said something like they had started to ask me why I didn't come home anymore and I said because you guys never come to visit me and then the next year for my birthday, they came and they weren't thrilled with the way that I chose to live my life at that point in time because I didn't have to act like them anymore. And like since then, it was just it was just like a downward spiral. Um, and I think that that's what like that that's kind of like the whole point of what I wanted to do this podcast is because I feel like this game has made me find all sorts of people that I would have never met um without it um and like I want to know how they feel about being represented in the game and like I don't know I I hate all those (laughs) I hate some of those like youtubers who their whole account is just bashing a game it's like then stop playing it we're not bashing a game we just want things to get better you know begging yeah right let me ask y'all a question since you um come into the sims community have you found it hard to interact with simmers of your own race 
I have made way more white and outside of black simmer friends than I've made black simmer friends um, with the exception of like Cimmerella and um, you know, people, people like that, like you guys, Santu Simmer, Gabby, I talk to you guys outside of this, like we talk on Instagram and things like that, but I have not felt welcome. I felt like the door is closed. Like you kind of got to have to kick it open, you know, like, and I don't understand that. I would have thought way more black summers would have been excited about the Machinima movie and TV awards because I'm representing everyone. You know what I'm saying? And the lack of response that I've gotten from my own community is disheartening. How do you guys feel about that? And and, and I'm speaking not just Black, but Latinos and Filipinos. Like, how have you felt your community has accepted you coming into the community? Um, um, oh, oh, go, go ahead, ahead Gabby. No, you go first, love. I've been talking. You go ahead and talk. Oh, no. I was just <laughs> saying, like, I haven't actually come across, me personally, a lot of, like, Latinos. Um, hmm. I think I've only met maybe, I want to say like maybe two other people that are Latino that I speak to, but mostly um, everyone is either white, Asian, or black. So it's, for me, I guess I can't really speak on it. I do have another friend who's mixed too. He's black and Dominican. Um, when we were, when I came back from vacation recently, you know, this was kind of how I wanted to be in this um, podcast because I came back from DR and Puerto Rico and I felt like there wasn't that much of a Caribbean um, mm -hmm. representation. And so, you know, I spoke to him about it because he's he's half Black and half Dominican and we talked about it and he was like, yeah, let's put something together. And that's how we came up with our collab that we're doing now, which is based off of, you know, uh, Latin and Caribbean representation. So for me, like that was great to actually have someone else who gets it. But like you said, like I haven't really met other people who are Latino in this community. It's been mostly other races. I was going to say something similar. Um, I don't really run into a lot of Black women, especially because I'm a part of the royal community. Uh, like with the D&D group I started um the only two black people I really talked to are you guys Tattoo Simmer and Yeshua Simmer like you 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 guys are the only two <laughs> I really interact with outside of I've interacted with um Regal Royals um a little bit because she was one of my inspirations for starting my story and when she saw that in my bio she messaged me a little bit saying thank you and we went back and forth a little bit but not a lot really um so like like I said the Dean group Dean group started they're all white it's just me like when you met and I was like oh I'm I'm the only person of color in this group this is gonna be interesting um and I love them they're so sweet like there's nothing against them but uh it's just it's, you go into a space and you recognize you're the only mm -hmm. one like you there yeah and I think what I think the difference is um like the Sims community or like people that we've met here are more welcoming than like, say, if you were to just walk in, like you feel better about, you know, all of like, it's, it's like, it's not like just, you know, when I, so it was different when I grew up, um, like I had to move. So like my stepmom or my mom got remarried. Um, 
And my babysitter when I was a kid was black and her family was very well respected. So I had that to look up to. And then when we moved, it was just white people. That was it. Mm. Um, and so you didn't have anybody, you didn't really have anybody to look at. And that's more different than if you're like, The Sims is such a welcoming community in general or like Simstagram at least. Maybe not mm. if you go to Twitter, Twitter or, Twitter, or Twitter. Reddit. Stay off of Twitter. Um, yeah. Reddit is hit or but, miss. Um, but it's like, I don't, I don't know. I've just, I've never like, I'm always excited when I get messages from people on Simstagram. Um, from because it's like it's like I've gotten to meet people from everywhere and that's like my favorite part about it is I've gotten to meet a lot of people from everywhere regardless of what their race is and I've never felt like I had to impress somebody you know we're all just here doing something that we like right whereas like growing up it was like you always you always felt like you had to like prove to people that you were okay you know you like they have these preconceived exist. notions about how you act based on the color of your skin and you have to like prove to them that you don't act that way whereas like I feel like the sims community is just like everyone's happy to be here and we want to look at your stuff and if you message me and we have a cool conversation then like I, I just love talking to everybody that's like been my favorite part of of starting this like simstagram journey is just meeting so many different kinds of people um, I just wanted to read Russ, uh, Wes Royal's comment uh, in the chat because uh, you said, as an Afro-Latino, I normally go way more towards interacting with Black Americans than interacting with white Latinos. Mm. I just noticed you were in the chat. I wanted to make sure <laughs> your voice that's, is heard too. That's a whole moment because thinking about that, in all honesty, I grew up with the knowledge of lighter-skinned Latinos I don't mess with. They don't like me. But darker skinned Latinos, it was cool because they were black. And yeah. that's, that's li like literally that's how I, I grew up. So my best friend is Mexican. She's uh, lighter, whiter uh, Mexican. And she would take me to her uncle's house and tell them I was Cuban because she didn't want to know anyone, didn't want anyone in the neighborhood to know that I was black. So she would pass me off as a Cuban. And then when I took her to Chicago, I would pass her off as mixed girl. <laughs> and that's how we live. Seriously, that's how we lived in each other's world. Space. Yeah. So yeah, I can I, mean, yeah, I can it, see that, Wes. Yeah, it's and it's um, I don't know. It's it's just strange. It's strange because like I, um, uh, my dad is from Louisiana, um, and I've been down there a couple times now, um. But most of my cousins are mixed. Um, my my dad has three brothers, uh, all but one of them. Um, like one of them is married to a black woman, um, but the rest of us are mixed. And my my grandfather said when he would walk around with us in Baton Rouge, people would give him dirty looks because he was walking around with all these little light skinned girls, and they're like, "What are you doing?" And he was like, "These yep. these are my grandkids. Like, <laughs> leave me alone, please." Mm -hmm. Not like thinking he out here kidnapping y'all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, because I have and a friend, like my friend who's uh I keep saying half, but she's actually a quarter Korean. Um, she was like when her grandmother came here, she married the a highly racist um Republican black man who like he was like a cartoon, like if 
you would believe he was brown and didn't know he was black racist. Um, Uncle Ruckus? Yeah. Basically. Um, and so... I like how we all she, get that reference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so she... Her, like, her, her grandmother's kids were mixed. And so her great-aunt... Um, when she came, she married a black man too just to have mixed-looking kids. Not because she cared about who he was, just she knew she wanted to marry a black dude so her kids would look like um my friend's mom and her sisters. And I'm like, so we're just a look now? And my friend's mm-hmm. like, whenever, <laughs> she's so funny because she's like, whenever my family is like, Grand- grandpa's looking down and she's like, that man is definitely in hell. He was not a good person. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, okay, was- stop saying my- that to your family. <laughs> my husband got to experience uh, a little bit of, of what it was like to be me growing up. So when I took my, we took our honeymoon when I was six months pregnant with my son and we drove to um, New Orleans just because I wanted to eat good food and I wanted him to still like have a party. Right. So we're driving to New Orleans and we stopped at this like gas station in Mississippi and my husband is white. So I'm visibly pregnant and when he walks in with me to this gas station in Mississippi and we get back to the car and he's like a lot of those men were looking at me and I said yeah they don't really like you right now and he said why and I said because I'm pregnant and you're white and he was like what what's the problem and I said what's the it's a weird double standard like I'm watering down the color but if but if black men do it in the opposite way it's it's fine and that's always been like super super strange to me um it, it it was just something that he never really realized and he saw it and I had to like explain it and it's <laughs> it's weird when you have to like explain things like that to people that you grow up recognizing um and other people really don't oh I my little sister the only thing she asked for for her birthday this year was to go to Chinatown with her sisters because she's 13 and my father has we don't know the actual number but he say 10 last time i counted it it was 13 but whatever i don't know if he got dna tests whatever we're gonna leave that alone um but she just wants to go out with her older sisters there's my sister michaela who's older than me um her sister who i call my sister but she's just her sister biologically um and me to try and sound because i know around there and i know how to get food and stuff over there and so she wants to walk around and shop. We're shopping. And this mm. um, Asian dude starts following us around. Because, again, I live in Chicago. We're highly segregated. And you people see, are I said, very mm. racist I to read. each other. POCs are very mm-hmm. racist to each other. A lot Chicago. of people don't understand that. Um, uh, My grandmother is highly racist. It, it shocks me every time she says something out of pocket. Um, But so this dude started following us around. And I don't want my little sister to start noticing we're being followed around this very tiny shop we barely fit in. And so I stand in the middle of an aisle while he's trying to pretend like he's not following us. And I let her and our other sister keep walking. And like he has to stop because I'm blocking the aisle and he can't get around me. And there's people in the aisle next to us. Um, and they're Asian as well. So he's not, I can tell you're following me. So I let her walk around a little bit and then I find them. Cause I'm like, you're not finna ruin this for her. I don't want her to realize you're following us through this store. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think people realize like we have issues with each other. Like my grandmother has weird issues with Asian people. 
I do not understand it because I don't, I, I'm very, I've always been very open, but like we took my prom dress to be, she insisted, I had a long train. She insisted I try to get it bustled. I refused. So she paid for me to have straps that didn't fit around my little wrist, um, <laughs> added to the train of my dress so I could hold it at night. My mom was like, just let her do it. She's paying for it. So I went, whenever we took it to a shop, um, that was ran by these very lovely Asian women. And my grandma had the most issues with it. I'm like, these people, she just asked questions about what I wanted to the dress. Like, cause she could tell I didn't want it bustled. Um, and my grandma insisted I look and see how it looked bustled. I'm like, I'm not doing this. And the lady can see me being like, no. And my grandma thought she was having an attitude. And I'm like, even if she was, who cares? Like, I'm like, no, we have, and then I, I really hate when my grandmother starts talking about Mexican people, because I'm like, not only are you loud, you're loud and wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> please stop. Yeah. So, like, there's issues with each other that need to be addressed as well. You know, I had a group of white girls in high school. We used to always go into the stores with each other, and I would always see that they would leave me. But I've, I'm an introvert, so that didn't really bother me. You know, because I, I like doing things by myself. It was about three months in, my sister came to the mall with us. And she drove, she had a driver's license, so she was driving us around. And my big sister is extremely protective of me. And so she pulled me to the side and she said, they're using you. Now, I'm offended because it was very hard for me to make friends because I'm an introvert. And I'm thinking these girls are like my girls, whatever. I was a headbanger too, so imagine that. Um <laughs> And so I was, I was just upset with her. She said, sis, they're using you to steal. He's following you. Everywhere you go, they're following you. Those girls are cleaning up. And you don't even realize it. That's why they keep leaving you alone in the aisle. Because they're following you and they're not following them. Oh. So I'm just living. Well, my sister is, is straight up, point blank. And she goes up to the girl. She goes, open your bag. And she wouldn't. She snatched her bag out of her hand and she dumped it all on the floor. And sure enough, in every single store we'd gone to, they had been stealing the whole time. The only thing they ever did with me was hang out at the mall. I didn't get invited to sleepovers, anything like that. And that's what they were using me for. And that hurt my feelings because society put them in that position. You're so busy focusing on me. I have literally been in the store as a grown woman and I kid you not been followed and I will take out every dime in my pocket and stand that. I'm not, I'm not in here to steal. First of all, I can't wear weave in jail. That's a problem for me. I'm not going. <laughs> not to mention I'm all soft and squishy. I would definitely be somebody bitch. I'm not going. Girl, no, they're going to kill because they're going to have to take me out because I'm going to be the one that's going to be like, I'm going up to Big Bertha. I'm going to take up Big Bertha. I'm so holding pockets. Straight up. Then I'm going to find me a nice, burly, big <laughs> person to be my friend. Like, you know, but I'm not, I don't steal I because I don't want to steal. Is, I feel it's better really to write than to speak because of, the, because of my accent. She's about to ask something about contract work for Black Americans can write that to you, Miss. Yeah. Yeah. What else, did, what else were you going to say? I thought you just typed something. Yeah, Wes typed it. Does someone mind just reading that? Mm-hmm. I'll read it. 
Um, he said, also, as someone who is not from the U.S., race for me was probably the biggest cultural shock, especially be- when it comes to the term Latino. Racism in Brazil is a really huge thing. We have uh, ghetto slums, white supremacy, and I live in the south of Brazil, which is highly European and white, so racism is a really big thing. And it was weird when first interacting with the U.S. and their concept of race, because basically in my country, I'm a minor- I'm the minority and they are the dominant. Mm. But in the U.S., we are both POC and are also treated as the same ethnicity. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> we're all grouped unless we're interacting with each other. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Then yep. you get to go, oh, no, I'm Filipino. Oh, no, I'm Latino. Oh, yeah, we're just POCs. And you represent your entire race, no matter where you go. Like, you cannot be an individual. I'm not just, you know, my real name is Aishina. So I'm not just Aishina. When I go, I am every single Black woman in the world, right? right? Anything they did before me that was negative is on my shoulders. Anything I do negative after that is on there. I can never just be an individual. Right. I had to, like, I had to explain that. Um, I had to explain that to my mom because I, you know, I... I explained that I had to move and I said I moved when 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 I was nine right which is like you know everyone's trying to figure out who their friends are who they are when they're upper grade school junior high early high school you know even mm-hmm. beyond that but um I was like everywhere I went and everything I did was a, a conscious thing because if I acted wrong then people would think that all black people acted that way so I wasn't allowed to make mistakes Mm -hmm. because because then it was it was it was everybody's mistake right um and then on on the same turn like you said of it's it's people of color right so my real name is Alicia it's spelled um a-l-i-c-i-a which in hispanic cultures is Alicia Right. And because I'm mixed race, a lot of people assume that I am Hispanic, right? And they'll start talking to me in Spanish. And I'm like, I don't, I can't, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't understand you. I don't know what you're saying. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I, I probably, I look a lot like, like my skin color is a lot like Wes's, right? So people just start talking to me in Spanish or whatever. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm so sorry. Like, I'm so sorry. And then they're like, what? But but your name Alicia and I'm like yes but it's not wait no <laughs> two things one I get the name thing I get called Gabriel all the time will blow me for the rest of my life even though they're spelled differently if you can say Michelle you can say Gabrielle please stop playing with me also <laughs> lady I saw your mic peak did you want to say something oh no I was just agreeing to everyone what everyone was saying <laughs> yeah sorry <laughs> no I just wanted to make sure you were heard. Y'all lucky. Uh-huh. My name is Aishina. Okay, <laughs> it's spelled exactly like it sounds. I-S-H-E-E-N-A. It is Sheena with an I in front of it. Again, Sheena with an I in front of it. Explain to me why I get called Alicia. I, <laughs> why people call me Aisha. And the crazy part is my older sister name is Isha. My mom named us with I's. So it would take me a good six, seven months to realize you're not calling me Aishina because I'm so used people getting us confused and calling me Aisha but in all honesty I don't understand now people made the alphabet right you can sound down anything right <laughs> if you if you made it through fifth grade you know how to sound out your letters right how do you get Alicia from I-S-H-E-E-N-A well you find it they don't care they don't care <laughs> or yeah, they're people... just illiterate 
Yeah, they just I, don't care. I think it's just yeah. ignorance, and they don't yeah. care. Ignorance. Can I? Can I? Can I? Can I throw it into a little dyslexia with that? It's not so for some of us. It's we're not trying to be dicks. It's just <laughs> that's how our brain tries to sound out a word. Oh, it's not. I, I know the difference between mm-hmm. someone yeah. is stupid and someone that has dyslexia, and, and that's and that's an all I because I have someone with dyslexia in my life, mm-hmm. so I understand what that is, and I get that. She called me Aishina. <laughs> when she first met me, she said, "I is it Aishina?" And I'm gonna say it again. She has severe dyslexia, so she is. I'm aware. You know, no, you're just if you can't pronounce it. Accurately. It's those people who say it confidently the wrong way that you're like you didn't even try. Ooh. I got misnamed at my high school graduation. What they call you? Um. Oh, and to clarify this, I graduated early, right? So I was in the office filling out paperwork, making sure I could still walk on stage at graduation with my class, going to prom, paying for everything to make sure I could graduate early, but still do senior activities at the end of the year with my class. This woman knew me from freshman year to senior year. Mm. They had us write our names phonetically, which means you write it out how it sounds. I had my English teacher make sure it was what my name, like she could say, Gabrielle. The thing was an L. Like, I didn't even put the E-L. I put an L. And this woman <laughs> who's known me for four years called me Gabriel in front of hundreds of people. While I, I was cannot. standing at the end of the stage. I'm standing at the stairs. All you had to do was look and see me. Mm-hmm. So there's a video of me walking across the stage my mom took. And I'm going, I looked at the, because my neck broke when she said my name because they had us walk up hand her the card, walk a little bit past her. She said my name, I go. And then <laughs> I keep, I get my um diploma from my principal, who I didn't even like. Um, I take my picture, I keep walking. The front, the top 10 of my class is on stage. Those are all my friends. They're cackling because they know I hate my name being said wrong. It's one of my biggest pet peeves and they know I'm ready oh, to go too. off, but I can't because we had graduation. <laughs> so I, there's a video of me gesturing with my diploma to her mad because i'm blue we're on stage at graduation they're dying because they can't hold it in and i'm walking across stage like yelling she said my name wrong pointing with my diploma at the lady <laughs> i probably would have took the mic i know I, right <laughs> so after graduation i went hey you said my name wrong and she went oh did i, I went yeah and my mom was like we gotta go <laughs> <laughs> see i'm that person that would have stopped Turned around, my sister's calling the Hollywood Walk. With my little Hollywood Walk, I just said, I'm Sheena. And I walked. <laughs> but I learned very, oh, very young that I got tired of being, having the stigma that I was an angry Black woman instead of a confident mm-hmm. one. That yeah. irritates me. If I say something with confidence, then it's anger. If I check you, now you don't get to make a comment or state an opinion. And then when I check you on it, because I'm very, I'm, I'm good, right? I, my speech teacher called me because I had a problem with S's and T's. So my speech teacher called me a cross speaker. So what had happened was she had heard me in the hallway with my friends and the way that I sounded in the hallway was completely different from how I sounded in class and completely different from how I sounded with her. So I'm what you called a cross speaker. I changed my speech in whatever um, environment teacher. I'm in. Mm-hmm. So it, at work, you know what I'm saying? I sound completely different. It's straight up 
straight up, um, straight English, no slang words, no anything. I pronunciate my words, but outside, I don't care as much. So I say so and show because I'm with my people. Mm -hmm. So I was always one of those people that could switch up. So I would have grabbed the mic and I would have been like, I'm sorry, she got that wrong. My name <laughs> is Aishina. And I just walked away because you're not going to get away with that because to me, that feels malicious. And I don't let malicious no. things flip. Because it was phonetic. And I'm like, so either you're dumb or you're an a-hole. I'll say the latter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I uh, I feel like it's that way for like Latina women too. If like it, 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 like people are just like, oh, they're just talking fast, they're angry, like all oh, blah, blah blah. It's like maybe maybe you just have a strong opinion about something. We don't always have to be angry. We're just passionate. Like, we're just passionate. Yeah. passionate. We're passionate. Okay, so it sounds or like, like it, we're angry, but we're not. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I'm at work yeah. all day every day. Oh, sorry. I'm at work all day, every day. Remind like this one girl keeps apologizing to me every time she asks me something. I respond. I'm like, babe, I'm not angry. I'm just like a lot. I'm just a lot of energy. Like you're good. Cause she's like, I, she asked me a question. I'm like, oh girl, I don't care about none of that. Thank you. Girl. And I'm, she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that. I'm like, I had to, uh, and I, um, Sims Kingdom. I had to tell her stop apologizing to me. <laughs> <laughs> every time I say something, every time like she she asks me a question, she doesn't mean to listen. She seems like she, we we that whole group we just apologize too much. Um, but I'm just like I'm not trying to like I just a lot of energy. So like you didn't ask me anything wrong. Mm -hmm. Nothing you said was wrong. I'm just a lot of energy. So I'm like we all have to stop. That whole group we have an issue yeah. apologizing anyway. But I, I just want I I always clear I always have to clarify. Like I'm not upset. When I'm upset, you'll know because I'm crying because I'm trying not to punch mm -hmm. you. That's me too. <laughs> exactly. But if I'm just loud and a lot, it's because I was a quiet kid that grew up in a loud family and I learned you have mm -hmm. to be loud to be heard. And I have not mm -hmm. necessarily corrected yep. that as an adult. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure I'm necessarily trying to work on it right now. I got other problems. Working on the depression and anxiety. Me being loud is the least of my issues. Right. But let mm -hmm. me preface this too by saying this doesn't take away from the white women who get labeled emotional, who gets labeled um problematic if they um hysterical. If they yeah, because I've seen that. I've seen mm -hmm. co-workers get labeled, you know, certain things because they were white and they were emotional or upset or handled some in a certain way. That doesn't take away. They get called from crazy. That. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. You know, or how about us that's who's really direct? Now I was really introvert. I kept a lot of stuff to to myself in like my teens and my twenties. And then in my thirties, I am just a person that's like, you know, if you say, um, make give me like a a, a double sorted comment. Oh, I like your hair, be better pink. I, I'm gonna call you out. Why did you say that? Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. what? Yeah. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I'm just very I'm a call out person now because I let a lot of stuff slide when right. I was younger. So yep. now I'm aggressive. I'm not uh -huh. aggressive. How can you, like, especially at work, people will say, oh, I really like talking to Sheena, but she's a bit aggressive. I'm not aggressive. I tell it like it is. And you can't handle that. Right. Deal with yourself. Mm -hmm. Yourself can't handle truth. See, I can. If you come to me and tell me I did something wrong, I'm going to own it. I'm going to accept it. I'm going to acknowledge it and I'm going to fix it. But for you, because you don't want to acknowledge that you did something wrong or acknowledge that you're in the wrong, now that comes back on me and the way that I talk. Absolutely not. 
So when you come to me and tell me that, I'm going to call you out about that. So this is going to be a consistent call out. Because right. you're, you're not going to put that on me. But I, I find that especially uh, Black women and Latino women, if we are anywhere near assertive mm-hmm. or real, we're aggressive and mm-hmm. angry. I don't get that. And I don't get, because I've seen, I've seen, I had a, a white boss, I kid you not, we're on the phone, right? And I'm on the phone with this, I did call center work for so long. I'm on the phone with this lady and she is just going, now she's an older lady. That's probably the only person she gets to talk to today. She lived by herself and so I engaged her. I kept the call moving, got all the information I need, but I engaged her. I'm sitting there and I hear, I'm Sheena, you've been on that call for 15 minutes. Lap it up. Now my caller can, can hear you. I have a mic. So she can hear you say this to me. Not one time did anyone say that she was aggressive, but that was very aggressive. Uh-huh. It was unprofessional and it was rude. Mm-hmm. Not one time did she get called down, but I got called down for my response. I put my phone on mute and I said, you want to finish up? I got written up for that. Mm-hmm. I left that job like literally, I didn't sign the write up. I left that desk. I'm the best employee you ever going to have. I'm gone. And I'll find another job in five minutes. And I literally was working somewhere else three days later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I hate being embarrassed. And I was going to say professional yeah, I hate that, that upsets me so much. I have issues to this day with my sister's um, boyfriend. Can't stand that man. They have a horrible relationship in general. Um, but, um, but I have specific issues with him because when we were juniors in high school, I've always like have some, not anymore, but I, before I always had some type of like internship or program, I mean, in the summer, um, just to have some professional networking, but I've always been interested in professional networking, knowing I want to go into psychology and I need to be able to branch out into different things. Um, we're the only, we're like two out of four black kids in this program. We're trying to go home. We go home the same way we're together. Um, he takes us to the wrong bus stop. We're walking back and forth up and down this really long stretch downtown. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure we're going the wrong way. We need to go to the other side of the street and go back to where we just was and get on that bus to go home. I'm going to Google Maps it. No, I can get us home. The, the, the man thing where I got it. We don't need the maps. And I'm like, okay, I'll follow you. We're walking around for like 15 minutes. We're going the wrong way. I finally get over it and Google Map it because I'm in these uncomfortable business flats. I'm in a in a, a pencil skirt and a blouse because this is a professional internship. And I'm, at the time, pregnant and irritated. Um, And I would like to go home. So I'm like, I'm Googling this. We're going the wrong way. So we're back in front of the park we started in with all these white people who was our bosses, all these little white kids, who are our peers and coworkers or whatever. And he goes, I don't give a fuck. Why do you have to be such a bitch? I went, cool. You figure out your own way home. I'm going to go home the right way. You have fun with that. Don't mm-hmm. get on the bus with me. Um, And I have problems with this man. We, I'm a senior in college now. And my mom's like, you have to let it go. She might marry him. I'm like, I don't give a fuck if she marries him. We're, I'm not like not only did you embarrass me in a public space where we were supposed to be professional you were wrong so you were loud and wrong I hate that don't be loud and Ooh, wrong pick one that. Um, can't be I'm both. quiet and wrong <laughs> yeah I, I um, think that I think that like people 
people can't like the biggest problem with um with all this stuff with the sims too is like they they won't admit that they've when they do admit that they've done things wrong it's an overcorrection right and it's like i don't need an overcorrection i need you to admit that you did something wrong and then to do something about it like then go to the c3 creators more like you have been like read the comments do what we're asking um you know it, it's 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 those same things that we're we're upset about um you know in real life that we're upset about with the sims where it's like we we want to we, we just we want you to hear us and we have to be loud in order for you to hear us but then when we're loud it's like we're too needy we're too aggressive about it we're it's, it's this it's that it's like no we have to be loud or you're not going to hear us Yeah. No, I I could not agree more. Uh, West, we'll come back to another question. West just put a message in a little bit ago. Um, he said, at least I was lucky. My dad named me Wesley because he was a fan of Wesley Snipes. <laughs> I never had to worry about my uh about mistaking my name. That's cool. Um, <laughs> I don't think then... he was a Wesley Snipes fan though. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> white um... man can't jump. That was my movie. <laughs> Wes, um, I know you had sent something before and a, a chat to me. Did you want to write it out and then we can read it well, on here? Is that okay? Sorry? What I don't remember what you're saying. Oh, we were we were talking about uh you sent me um the Carnival Streetwear kit uh jungle oh, adventure. Yeah. Sorry? Design. Sorry. Designs? The designs. Designs. Yeah, the designs. Designs. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh this way. I Okay. I am going to put my screen on pause. I'm gonna try to share my screen so you guys keep going on without me for like a couple minutes, okay? While I set yeah. this up. Um, if I drop out, <laughs> I put this in the chat, but if I drop out my um house. Just started shaking weirdly because it's raining. Mm. It's not even raining that hard, but my house is acting like it's gonna fall over. Because <laughs> windy city. Fact. Yeah. It snowed this morning when I got up. I woke up. I said, "No, it's not. That is not snow that I see." And then it's oh, it was snowing the other day. That's what's coming. No, you said. I was, yeah, I was looking around because my house started creaking, and I'm like, I don't understand why you're doing this. <laughs> it's not even raining that hard. Like, it's drizzling. There's no reason for my house to be creaking like it's going to fall over. Like, I live in... Like, I'm one of the three little pigs, and I live in a straw house. Like, what? At least you, you live in the wood. Upgrade. You know, from a straw, you live in a wood house, at least. Because it would have flew over Man. by now. It's creaking like it's trying. Oh, my house creaks all the time. I live right next to train tracks. And every time a I big train... Two. Every time a big train comes by, the foundation shakes. So I get it. I live in between a metro and a freight train. Girl, bye. They're right and I next work to night, other. so I'm asleep during the day. Yeah, on one side, because I live in like a cul-de-sac area, on one mm. side of the street is a freight train, and then the other side is a metro. So we're literally surrounded um, because they like meet up on at one part of the yeah. track. So like literally my house, my neighborhood is surrounded. Right. Um, and I'm sitting here like, there's no reason for you to be this loud, this freight train in the middle of the day while I'm trying to sleep. Rude. Mm -hmm. no i'm literally right next to freight train tracks and the metro station the metro just passed by 
my house is you can literally see the metro station across the street from me and um it's because union station is down the street a mile or two you know so yeah. I, I would have to move i couldn't do it I oh we're going to <laughs> we're noise. in the process like the i process. hate consistent noise i have some neighbors upstairs who it's either and i and i kid you not and i'm a plus-size woman so I'm saying this with love. They either weigh 6,000 pounds up there or it's 45 little people. Because I don't understand how one person walks from the front of the house to the back of the house and my pictures are damn near falling off the wall. I kid you not. No, I, I feel I, so I, bad because we live above somebody and but my mom owns the building. Oh. Mm. So we're a two flat and we live above somebody. And I'm like, I think we're making too much noise. I'm like, why are we vacuuming at nine o'clock at night? And then my mom went down oh, there when his water it. heater broke. And she's like, oh, no, we make too much noise. About I was like, I've been saying that for the last six years. We lived here for like six years. Like, now we're just realizing we make too much noise about this man's head. Oh, I'm noisy. I know that. I try not to live above people because I have flat feet. So it's like I'm tap dancing every day. And I understand My that. You know what and I'm like, yeah. babe, walk lighter, please. We live above somebody. I, I try. I do. I try walking on my tippy toes. I do. But a girl got flat feet. I'm plus size. There's going to be some pressure on the floor and the carpet. I try. <laughs> I do. I'm the same way, but like I tell everyone else around me to <laughs> carry their feet and not to drag their feet because I hear stomping <laughs> at five o'clock in the morning every hour of the day because I'm home. I'm home all the time and everyone's just stomping outside my door. I'm like, carry your fucking feet. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just in here looking at Stasi's um, bookmark tabs. Is that? <laughs> see now we're all looking like Ooh. yeah so welcome to welcome to my uh my computer that's my bookmark tab computer um <laughs> my computer uh did you or can you guys see everything yeah that yeah. west made yeah. okay are we good I to go love a good yeah. presentation okay um wes is it okay if one of us read it hey i can read it <laughs> okay sounds good okay so i uh, you take it away you let me know when you want me to go mm -hmm. to the next slide okay I made a little presentation to talk about the two facts that are based on my culture, the Carnival Citroën Kit that is based on Brazilian Carnival, and the Jungle Adventure Game Pack that is based in Latin America in general. And I actually talked about it when I was doing the Royal, that I don't like cultural kits, and I really don't like the Carnival Citroën Kit. Mm -hmm. It is kind of like a little explanation about my opinion. You can pass it. So this one is basically talking about the kit. It was released on February last year. Surprised some people, it decided to focus more on different parts of Brazilian Carnaval. So instead of the costumes of the dancers, the artist focused on the street there, a part of the Carnaval that is mostly left out. Beside the pack, we also got some base game updates with some of our music like Akarajé, Pondicate, and Churrasco. And also a new hard station with four music needs, two autos are free of it. I see there's information about Frevo dancing and carnaval. Frevo is a Brazilian type of dancing from the state of Pernambuco. The dance is more than 100 years old and it's typically associated with the carnaval on northeast of Brazil. One of the things that did come attention about the kids 
So not only did he have the sinful music, but I also had the skirt. I don't know if you can in yellow in the picture. And sinful is really more regional. It's a part of Brazilian culture that is not presented to Americans or to Gringos in general. Most of the time, Americans will choose samba or bossa nova that are more popular more widely. So it was a good thing that they decided to showcase flavor instead. So, uh, but, and it got next. But, I feel one of the problems with the way that they handle flavor is that it's, a, it's an off-fit kit. It doesn't actually add flavor dancing to the game. It's just an off-fit entry music. Most of the times, I would expect it. The since far is known to deliver half-baked things. The mother suspended and it should have been seen at the beginning. But it is an underrepresented part of our culture. Mothers have no idea of what flavor is and don't even know that this outfit was supposed to be themed back. Most of the players don't know a lot of people. <laughs> and more people just talk about like users' kit, like all the kids. Because the game didn't try to incentivate players to know a culture or story, they just release it and move it to the next. It is basically a huge thing with kids. Like, they will release like, a culture based on Morocco, like clothing for Shanghai, clothing for Korea, and not actually incentivate players to know about these cultures, the story, to have seen from these cultures. To discover more people from this culture. They basically just release something half big and it's gonna get half big forever because most of the time not even the mothers know what part it is or don't know enough to like complement it in the game. The kids basically that way. Yeah. Just a little part. Okay, the next one. Sorry, did, did I did okay. I skip ahead too too early? No, it's okay. Okay. It keeps just that. But I just want to point out that. Then this one goes a little bit deep. Uh, jungle adventure, alternate orientalism, colonialism, and anti-indigenous racism. It's basically like talking about the themes of the pack. And here's just some like minor clarifications. I am Latino. But I am one Latino. I can't speak for everyone. Maybe some, some Latinos like the pack, but most of Latinos I know really late, hate it, and we have reasons to, to doing it. I am currently doing my, my bachelor in Latin American history, and this is a topic that I have always been interested in. In fact, she was my first step that I ever bought for the Sims 4, and the one that made me find love the game. So despite some problems, I do have some good memories while playing. Also, <laughs> this one kind of out. Latin identity is a really dense topic that I don't have time to understand everything. I did try to have some advice about it, but to make it understand, I decided to differentiate. When I say Latinx people, I mean Latin people that live in USA. And when I say Latine, I mean, let people to live in Latin America. This is just for, just for the presentation. There is some people in Latin America that use the term Latinx. There is some people in USA that use the term Latinx. This is more just like differentiate things. 
and also because the fact revolves around indigenous cultures, I, I will not gonna count in indigenous Latinos, I will count in Abeyala or Abeyalans, which is the indigenous name of the land and how they prefer to be called. Okay, you can go. So it's starting about it. This is one of my biggest pet peeves to the game, which is the self-adoration culture skill, because it's really bad. Like, I don't even know how to begin explaining how bad this skill, this skill is, especially as a teenager. So basically, things you can be in jungle adventure, a tourist, archaeologist, a robber, a colonizer, a skeleton, things you can't be in jungle adventure, a Latin person. After a Latine or Latinx, you can't be both. The self-adaging culture skill is there to basically make sure to remind you, this is not your culture, you're not one of them. So to start, the skill is thin to elders, so even if you have maxed out the skill, you can pass it to kids, toddlers, or infants, and all the culture is locked behind the skill. If any of them try to food, they become comfortable, they can dance, they can learn about self-adaging. By getting to level five of the skill, you unlock our history, which is a huge part of our traditions. You can pass students to your kids. You can only tell the stories to other adults because some of the region culture wasn't designed to be my culture. It's designed to be the other's culture. It's a gimmick. Somebody think and brag about knowing. In fact, when you max out this skill, it just says you're almost a local. A lot of people say Salvadorada should become a world where you can live, live in, like, live, ah, mistake. And even though I agree, it's not enough because the entire fact revolves around the fact that you're not supposed to be Latino. This fact would need way more than just a livable world. All buffs and interactions the game has, everything that is skill box is automatic sure that the person that is playing doesn't belong to the culture that the game showcases. And let's talk about this culture. But this one is more to talk about the way that Latin Americans are now represented in United States media. I chose, for example, from the same company, Disney. One you have in Avalor, the other you have in Canto. One of them is a Latin American inspired word. The other one is Colombian, only Colombian. And it's basically based on how people react. But I think we can just go to the next one. To explain the next one. Because most of the times, whenever gringos want to try create something about Latin America, they always try to mix different countries because of the idea that if you use more countries in your made up world, more people will be represented. Like Elenaf Avalor, Avalor is just a mix of all the cultures from Latin America and Caribbean into one. And she's just basically bullshit. Like, she's done with it. Most of the times, we don't feel represented because it's just an amalgamation of so many cultures that the writer clearly don't know enough that it just sounds random. Like, I can't focus only on Colombia. I am not Colombian, but I can see things from my culture that the Colombians also have, and I feel represented. But when it's like Avalor, there's so many cultures in this web, and it just don't feel the same thing because it's just random. And the main problem about portrait of Latin America is that everyone presumes just because we all speak the same language and we don't, like Brazilians and Haitians don't speak Spanish. We must have the same culture. Like, here's an example like South Africa, India, Australia, all these countries are colonized by England. 
and they all have English as their first language. But it would be ridiculous to make a word based on all of them at the same time, because the indigenous cultures are different, their histories are different. The way that they were colonized in trading practice was different. They are not even in the same piece of land. We Latinos, we are not an exception to this. A place that have the culture of the Guaranese, kind of like around like Bolivia, Paraguay, Argentina, Brazil, will not have the same culture of the Aztecs, like Mexico, or the, or the Mayas from Central America, or the Tainos from the Caribbean. We all have our own differentiations because of the indigenous people that lived here. And also like a single vacation work represent more authentic countries with hundreds, almost thousands of different races and ethnic groups, while you have like 20 livable words for almost every single part of the United States of America. It's really ridiculous. And so the other is just based on stereotypes. Now this one is also really important which is to talk about how the Omiska indigenous, which is indigenous people from Salvadorada, from the in-game lore, are really based on racist stereotypes, which is the Mayinkatek, which is a racist stereotype in Western media that mixes up the many indigenous empires of pre-colonial Abayara, normally presenting indigenous people as barbarians, bloodthirsty, and in case of jungle adventure, extinct. Ignoring for now the fact that the main goal of your scene while traveling to Salvador is to steal artifacts from the temples. The ancient Omiscan indigenous people of Salvador Ada fall into the trap of Mayinka Tech. Their names are all in Ahato, like the Emperor. The temples are from the Mayas. Some of the outfits from the creative scene resemble the Cholas, which are descendants of the Inca Empire, and the Belomisa forests, not the Belomisa forests, generally seem to be based on the Amazon forest here in South America. None of these cultures are even related to each other. And even though Aztecs and Mayas have some culture exchange, the Incas and the indigenous people of the Amazon have some culture exchange, it's not justifiable to mix up all these cultures into one, especially when the game has no interest in showcasing the indigenous people that these cultures were based on. Also, I think important to talk about the Mayan Catec stereotype and the way that Western society interact with these emperors. It's essentially linked with Eurocentrism and white supremacy. I don't know how I said it in English, but in Brazil we call it monumentalism. Monumentalism, sorry. And it's the idea that indigenous society would be considered more advanced depending on what kind of architecture they had and how close it was to European architecture. This is why you probably only hear about the Aztec Emperor, the, the Mayans, or the Inca Emperor, because they are the only ones that have huge architectures that were similar and familiar to the Europeans. It's important to break these narratives. Indigenous people were not more advanced than the authors just because of these structures. Most of the time, they were made because of the rent-to-rent living. Take, for example, the Kangangas here in Brazil. Their houses were super advanced, but they were subterranean. They wouldn't go up, they would go down. And this kind of character was not familiar to the Europeans, so they are considered inferior. Also, the Amazon forest was also a huge point on this fundamentalism because the indigenous people there were really advanced. They helped catalogize plants, animals, flowers, like fauna, etc. But they didn't have like these kinds of temples. You might see in American media talking about the lost city in the Amazon, the lost temple in the Amazon, the city of gold, 
Torah based on this idea that if they are like she's really advanced society, they might have cheese architecture. And it was basically like a lie was created. In fact, the name Amazon Forest is because when the Europeans first saw them, they believed that the Amazon was the land of the Amazons from Greek culture. It was this whole thing of white supremacy to try to link indigenous people from the Amazon to the Greeks, to ancient cities that were supposed to have Greek temples and all cities of gold. How to kind of make it seem like indigenous societies were similar to Europeans to kind of justify the white supremacy. You can go there. Also, this is important not only for like talking about general adventure, but also for anyone that wants to work with Latin culture or add Latin culture into their like stories. Latin identity is based on colonialism. Colonialism. Uh, Latin identity is not exactly a race or ethnicity, but a geopolitical term that's way more about resistance of European colonization. Than just speaking a romantic language. The term Latino was first coined by France to differentiate the Anglo Saxon speaking world, whose great power was England, from the Latin speaking world, whose great power was France. And in certain day, you might see countries like Romania, Italy, or the Philippines that also claim to be Latin because of this idea. And even some people from Spain who also claim being Latinos, even though they are not from Latin America. But both Anglo-Saxon word and Latin word carrying the Zeus after the United States of America became the great power and the Latino was kept as a form of alternate. We are not American. America is not a continent that we are a part of, but a country and we are Latin America, the continent in the South and inferior version of the two Americas. But as I think the meaning of the word changed again, we have appropriated the word and once a word was described as inferior, became a word of, about resistance and being proud of that. Resistance of colonization, resistance of dictatorship, resistance of just imperialism, or even among like the Latin diaspora, is resistance about the border control, the racism, the xenophobia, is the resistance of the culture while living in a faraway land. And there's no things more important about the Latinos is we are settlers to indigenous land. Now go to next. That's okay. Latinos don't have one race for ethnicity because Latino is the opposite of indigenous. We are settlers. Latinos are the descendants of European colonizers. We are the descendants of African slaves. Brazil, where I live, is the biggest concentration of black people outside of Africa because we are the last country to abolish slavery and also we are biggest focus on the slave trade. But Latin America is also the center of immigrants to move to Latin America. Nippon Latinos, Jap Japanese Latinos, Chinese Latinos, uh, Jewish Latinos, Romani Latinos, they all live here and they are considered Latinos. And there's also the Mestizos, which are descendants of indigenous people that have lost contact with their indigenous groups because of colonialism. They can claim to be indigenous, so they are mestizos, but they are Latinos. And obviously, you have the Latin diaspora, which are Latinos that live in different countries outside of Latin America, but still keep their culture. Latinos are indigenous people. Most of them rejected them because of anti-colonial rules 
for you have out this day, and Latinos are colonizers. You have Latinos invading indigenous land. We have problems like the missing and murder indigenous women and girls. You have Latinos that focalize their cosmologies. You have Latinos that appropriate their cultures. There is race, indigenous racism in Latin America. This is a serious problem. And the game does something good positive because it turns from jogo adventure, coming many places. If you go to Salvador Dada, you're going to see black people, you're going to see white people, you're going to see brown people, but you're not going to see indigenous people because the game completely ignores them and pretends that it doesn't exist. And this comes to the next one. Not, which is the topic, because indigenous people in jungle adventure are just a part of the lore. Not only is the main goal of the pack to steal indigenous artifacts and send it to museums, but the game has no interest in even talking about what happened to this indigenous civilization. But in here, like, you're like, they are still here. The attack Empire is gone, but the Nahuas are still in Mexico. The Mayas are still here and spread in Mexico and throughout South America. The Emperor, Inca Empire is gone, but the main indigenous groups are still in South America. Indigenous people are not seen, they are not gone, and they aren't going anywhere. The culture belongs to them, not to a museum, not to the scene that the game really makes sure to know that it's not Latino or indigenous. This belongs to them, but they are not there. The temples only have skeletons with names based on the towns. The towns in Puerto Amante have Spanish names and are just settlers with some knowledge about them, while the two indigenous people are only interpreted by descriptions. A refresh of the pack is almost not enough because the entire point of the pack is to sideline Latinos and indigenous islands, while your tourist colonizers seem, seem discover their culture and engage in this amalgamation of what white people think our culture and our homes are. That's it. Thank you. Fucking round. Oh my God. That was extremely educational. That was awesome. That, yeah. That was awesome. That was that was thought well thought out. Mm -hmm. um, thought-provoking. I learned things that I did not know. And if you know me, I'm a knowledge buff. I lo love learning things that I did not know. And it's very interesting. So the next time you see me, I'm probably going to have all this information in my head about South America and indigenous people because now I want to <laughs> know. Yeah, I guess I really just didn't think about the fact that Jungle Adventure, yeah, is just about stealing mm -hmm. ancient artifacts. Like, that's the whole base of the pack, and that's kind of a problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, and we're not going to act like that wasn't the same complaint they had about um, the vacations pack for Sims 3. Like, you repeated mm -hmm. one mm -hmm. of the biggest problems you had before and didn't see a problem? Yeah, because that, that was, like, the only one I had for The Sims 3, and that's all I did was you would go to Egypt, and you would, like, raid the tombs. Um, wow. And that's, like, the, the fastest way to make money. That's, like, one of the fastest ways to make money. That's yeah. fucked up. Thank you for bringing that to our attention. Well, Thank you. Um, yeah, seriously. You get stuck in your culture and your culture's problems. Right, mm -hmm. because I wake up black, I go to sleep black, I got black mm -hmm. people issues, I got black people problems, you know. But you don't think outside of that, and that that is really making me think about not just the Sims now, all of the the movies and city mm -hmm. and everything that appropriates the culture but doesn't ever explain it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is that is a really good perspective and point. Thank you. 
Yes. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, the link is going to be below for anybody that was listening, uh, not watching this pod, the video cast. That was a slideshow that West Royalties just made for all of us. And he read it. And it was phenomenal. The link is going to be below mm-hmm. for please, please, please read that. Um, I'm going to sit here and tell you, do you know what I learned? Only anything about Latino culture was Aztec gold in grade five mm-hmm. about pirates. Yep. That was wow. it. That was literally it. We didn't we didn't touch Mayans. We didn't touch anything. All we learned was Canadian history, which would be the HBC company and not even a full indigenous cultures. It's just how the British came. and Everything was good. Like that Mm -hmm. is what we were taught in school. I had no idea. You've educated me immensely. Wes, are you okay? So next weekend, I'm I'm hosting a podcast with the awful gamer and we're going to talk about pack refreshes. Are you okay if I share that slideshow in yeah, that? Perfectly. Because I think that needs a hundred percent. Not only you're right, a refresh is not enough. An not a, no. Focusing only one Latin country, not just like the entire continent. Like, yeah. Focusing only one thing. <laughs> and uh, I think with the carnival kit, like that was, you know they really did a disservice when they quit making stuff packs because if they would have made the carnival kit into a stuff pack and had you it would like, have been so good you right. know what i'm saying you could have done a better job going you could have to added a, those going things to like actual you carnival like you could added the dance moves in there mm-hmm. you could you know what i'm saying like it could have been better and instead you just focused on it being about clothing like mm-hmm. i know why they're doing it um because they see what they see what happens you know on social media like you have cast creators you have builders um you have gameplay people so like the game players are left behind a lot of times like it's it's the builders and the cast creators that get the attention so now they're just putting out these five dollar packs so people can make people or make builds and they don't really care about being able to play in your world or play as yourself anymore how if cool that makes would sense. It have been to have a carnival parade, right? Or represent carnival because there are a lot of cultures that actually have either mm-hmm. carnival or similar celebration to carnival. You know what I mean? So, how could you just half ass it? I guess that's my question. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Leave people's cultures alone. You know what I mean? I guess I'm at the point where I have a guy that I work with. We're going through these this racial equity and inclusion training in my team. Um, and it's been very, very revealing. But one of the things is the black guy came in and he said, I'm not with, I'm not with the kumbaya. And I, I remember being in that meeting going, oh God, don't start this. Let's just educate people. He was absolutely right. And I've adapted that attitude is it's time out for kumbaya. This information is out there. Mm-hmm. It's not new. It's not foreign. We're not speaking anything other than the language that you understand. There's no more excuses. I'm just not with it anymore. The, the mistakes feel intentional. They feel like they're just trying to monetize off of what Western culture finds fun. Western culture has mm-hmm. a lot of fun experiencing other people's lives, but don't live it. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to go to um, they want to go to a park where it feels like you're in Africa, but they don't actually want to go to Africa. So they want all the gimmicks. 
mm-hmm. but none of the life. And I and I'm I'm tired of it. I'm tired of EA. I love The Sims. I don't want it to go anywhere. I want them to get better, but I'm tired of making excuses saying, why can't they do this? Or why they're not doing it. The question is, why are you not doing it? Why not? But they can't because they have the tools to do it. Mm-hmm. I just think, like we said before, I just think they're so scared of ruffling like feathers mm-hmm. that they're just like, they, they're trying to play it so safe. And I've, I've said on this podcast multiple times, they're starting to bring in the kits and all that stuff. And they just pat them back so that they ended racism. We did it, guys. We did it. We we put other uh, cultures' clothing. No more racism in, in The Sims. It's great. We added one hair with texture. We did it, guys. Like, I think it's just like, I'm, I want them to push boundaries. I What I really want them to do is make The Sims 4 game 14A, 18A. It is not a kid's game. Stop, yes. let's stop really treating not. it as a kid's game it's not a kid's right. game no right i'm almost literally almost in my 40s and i'm still playing it because i love it mm-hmm. because i love it and i love make the community that i've met in the last like, six months like like the sims mobile can be the, the kids version of the game you know what i'm saying yeah. like a mm-hmm. lot of kids don't have their own computer they have a laptop or an ipad or whatever like they can play that version you know and then there's the regular version like fortnite and call of duty aren't the same they don't have the same right. rating mm-hmm. for a reason right. right and let's act like kids below gabby your mic's cutting out hello there you go yeah yeah my headphones disconnected from my computer um but i was gonna say let's not act like kids below the age rating is not gonna play the game Mm-hmm. Right, because like I said, I was eight playing the game, so it is what like we were all younger than the recommended age range for the right. well, not we all, because some of y'all, but eight years old, y'all was adult. <laughs> some of us. <laughs> like I, uh, eight years old when you were eight years old, you were actually eight years old. Eight yeah, years see? now was not eight years old. No, eight exactly. Years old now has access to social media, has uh-huh. access to Kim Kardashian skims. Like they, ha- all of that is right in your face. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. different when you play the game now. They're not going in like we were and making box houses. And <laughs> okay, hold on, because I'm 22 still making the box house. Let's let's let's, <laughs> let's back off that a little bit. <laughs> well, being excited about the heart shaped bed, right? No, they're they're going in and they're they're doing things that grown simmers do because yeah, that is their they're downloading house. wicked whims before and they even play the game. Kids. Oh my gosh, yes, mm-hmm. that bugs the f out of me. I love Wicked Whims. I'm not, but I'm an adult. That's yes. my real life. Exactly. I need Wicked Whims to live my real life. You know, and, and don't get me wrong, the woohoo option for kids is great, but I'm a 40 year old simmer. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see the covers bumping and see, you know, a I want that out. experience <laughs> so that have that experience. You know, and at my age, I can play porn, you know, that kind of sims. I'm supposed to. Mm-hmm. But kids are not kids. We've not seen have- it. We've seen it so many times. Like that. So, is- but for eight year old, back and at eight years old, I, when I was eight years old, I was eight years old. I wasn't thinking about the sim. I wasn't thinking about a video game. I was outside riding my bike, playing in the streets until the streetlights came on. Right. Yep. Kids don't go outside anymore. Yep. How do you have a childhood without going outside? I don't even fathom that. I don't understand that. 
summer wasn't summer without going outside. Now you have kids just sitting smack in front of a computer mm-hmm. and they have access to all this information. So when you walk out the room and your child is playing The Sims, understand that when you when you turn their back, they're doing something with basements or, or wicked wind <laughs> or or even the home, even the what, the at-home birth mod, that's not for kids. Mm-mm. That's for adults. Mm-hmm. So like, this game needs to be rated differently. Honestly, I didn't know what woohooing was because I started playing when I was nine. I just thought they were just cuddling. I didn't know oh, it. Babe. I had, I know, but I was nine. I was cute. I was innocent. <laughs> I, but I had, I had like no idea. Or like I used to watch, because uh, my parents divorced uh, when I when I was four years old. So I got to play the well. Dad lets me do this game. Well, mom lets me do this game. So I used to watch Family Guy, um, and South Park at like six or seven years old because I just thought they were cartoons, and they were. Mm-hmm. My dad let me watch it because he's like, there's no way Jennifer's understanding a fucking no, thing. not at all. He has Mm-mm. no idea. And like the funniest thing, and I'm like, that's so true. Going back and watching these seasons, I was like, how did my parents let me watch this? We have childlike innocence. Like, let's take a moment and talk. I mean, the Barbie trailer. I'm so excited for the movie. We'll get into that. Maybe not in this yes. podcast, but another time. Um, <laughs> Or the trailer, he's like, well, we're boyfriend and girlfriend. Like, I want to spend the night. And she's like, what is that why? Mean? why and she's like well he's like i i don't know it's just that childhood innocence that's fucking gone is i guess she's a similar said like my nieces my oldest niece now is 12 and she acts older than me like she dreams of being in her 30s she has more of an internet presence than i will ever have and all this and i'm like that's not good that's Mm -hmm. not that's not something to be proud of at the age of 12 no no i got told that i was a uh, um you know very mature for my age my entire life but that just oh, like I, I after i went you know through therapy yeah. i realized that that just meant i had to grow up fast uh it's not a compliment yeah and then realizing that some of us weren't like mature for our age we just didn't suck but you telling yeah. me i was mature for my age mm-hmm. made me act mature for my age which was a problem Mm-hmm. I will say like that I was respectful. Eighties babies are the last ones with that fifties, sixties, and seventies type of growing up. Mentality. Our parents still yeah. had that mentality, mm-hmm. you know, and that changed um, as you got into the nineties and the two thousands. Mm-hmm. And if you look, there's a whole lot of reasons why, right? Mm-hmm. I would just say for me, and I don't, I don't know about any other community, but in my community, the black community. I've noticed a lack of big mamas and big daddies. That changed the way that that changed the way that people behave. I was at the bar a year ago, and I'm and I'm I'm this I'm not making this up. I watched a grandmother, her children, and her grandchildren get into a fight. I'm talking about a brawl, fist fight with a group of dudes. This grandma is in there fighting with her grandkids and her children. My mom would never, my my mom barely has a drink with me and I'm 40 and she's almost 70. And she, I don't, I don't drink with my kids. I'm not your friend. And she's always maintained that you don't have that now. So kids are growing up way too fast. They're being responsible way too fast. And so when you, when they see woohoo, they know what that is. Mm -hmm. They know exactly what that, even teen shows now are showing gossip girl had no reason to be on tv 
none. I love Gossip Girl. I watch episodes of Gossip Girl to this day, okay? But it had no, 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 no place on primetime TV as a show marketed towards teens. Mm-hmm. They're having sex and threesomes. And why, why are we, what? And this is okay. And, and this is okay. And then it's stereotypical because I have um heiress friend, white friend, and that's not her life. She didn't, she didn't, she had the very same rules and regulations that I did. And she had, she has money, a lot of money, you know? So, but now you have kids thinking, oh, this is the way that we should live. And it's okay to smoke and drink and do all these adult things and be in clubs. No, it's not. Be a kid for as long as you, as you possibly absolutely can. Because this adulting ain't what it is. I get no, up every morning sick of adulting. Mm-hmm. No, I keep trying to convince my coworkers to shoot me in the kneecap so I can go home, so I can get paid to be at home and I ain't got to work. It ain't it. They keep telling me if, if I get shot kneecaps, we all got to get shot kneecaps because we all got to go home. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I ain't trying to. I ain't trying to go to jail. I'm just trying to go home. <laughs> right? But, like, but I, no, part of... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, part of what you were saying is it's also like this excessive fear of like... I know one of the reasons like I wasn't really allowed to go outside is like I said, I live in Chicago. Mom was always worried about me being kidnapped. Like that was a genuine like I wasn't allowed to go past the. Um, we lived at like the third house, but the neighborhood was kind of circular, so I wasn't allowed to go past the end of the block that like let you off the block, and I wasn't allowed to go around the corner. So there was a gate at the end of the block, and there was a gate right before it hit the corner. I was I was had to stay in between them two gates. All my friends lived around the corner. Yep. I was I was the only kid on the straight part of the street. Everybody lived around the corner. So we could only play could... where my mama was cleaning. If she was cleaning in the kitchen, we was in the back. She was cleaning in the living room, we was in the front. So I feel you there. Uh, if nobody came around to my house, I couldn't hang out. So I nobody and nobody wants to come around my house because everybody's house was over there. They could go in and out of their houses. They had to walk all the way down the block to get to me. So I was in the house a lot. Um, but I was read like my mom first of all my mom was an English major when I was like 10 so I'm sitting there reading a raisin in the sun at like 11 um which I appreciate now as an adult but I'm 11 reading a raisin in the sun um (laughs) that was a good book though but I was 11 so I was sitting there like um but I'm sitting there at home reading um and playing like um cool games for girls (laughs) and stuff like that and then I'm a teenager and I'm on the bus but it was come straight home because the walk home is dark at night because the street lights are out and they've called 311 and they're not they still ain't came to fix them it's been a year um so come home because they're kidnapping little brown girls in our neighborhood I had to quit my job at 17 I quit the week after my 18th birthday because my boss kept scheduling me after to, to close. And I'm like, I'm not supposed to be scheduled to close because I have, I have to take the bus or Uber home. Ubering home costs as much as I made for the day. And taking the bus home that late is dangerous for me. They literally kidnapped three girls not far from where I live. I had to quit because she kept scheduling me to close. And it was dangerous for me. And so like, it's like, you want to be out there, but you, so many people fear, and it's not all like hysterical or anything, 
but to fear for your kids and you want them out there, but you don't really because you, you want them to come home. But also you want to entertain them because you got stuff to do. You got to clean the house. You got to do work. If you work from home, you got to do this, you got to do that. And so you put them in front of a TV or iPad or whatever, but that's not the best solution either. But sometimes it's all you got. And it's like, we're at this point where we don't really know how to find a balance yeah. of keeping kids safe and kids um, at the same time. Especially when it's so easy to buy them iPad and you know they're in your house relatively safe if they're not messaging creeps online um, where you can see them, they're physically safe versus them like living lives. Like my little cousins, they don't, they go outside with occasionally in their backyard with a friend who lives next to them. That's all they like. And if their older brother isn't out there, they can't be out there. But he's 16. He doesn't want to be out there with his little um sister and brother who are like eight and seven. He has nothing mm. in common with them. And he has to do everything for them because he's the oldest. And so to him, they're little menace to society Um, that he don't want to be out there with them. So now none of them are outside. They're all inside. And my little one little cousin, I love that little weirdo, but that kid gives me serial killer vibes. He's, um, what's the, the, the like cartoon with all the teeth? Um, it's like yellow and blue. That thing is terrifying. It gives me nightmares as an adult. And like, he just has a couple of them as a plushie. And I'm like, hmm. so we're, we're, it's like Benny or something like that. I'm like, we're we're not concerned about this as a family. Like, yeah. we're just we're just cool with buying him this. Like, this is terrifying. And my aunt's like, he likes it, and and it's something online, and I don't know. And I'm like, so we're just cool with this as a family. Like, this is not okay. I mean, but she's I like, had a Furby and a Gremlin growing up. No, 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 no. These put gremlins to sh- I don't, um, I can't, th- Benji. It's the, the, I think it's the Benji. I think it's called Benji. Look it up. It's terrifying. It has like razor sharp teeth. It's like a unnatural yellow. It's upsetting. And he has that and then Paw Patrol twist. And I'm like, these two things do not <laughs> go together. This is upsetting. Nobody's worried. I'm like, and when she's like, and she had to take the kid controls off his YouTube because it kept asking for her parental password because he could not watch it. That's a problem. Yes. Facts. Um, we are not worried about this. Speaking of facts, uh, Tattooed Zimmer needs to go to work very soon. <laughs> um, so are we okay to wrap up, everybody? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Yes, uh, this- that's I'm okay. sorry, that thing is terrifying. <laughs> I like I how you what? like how you Googled it. <laughs> no, that's that's not okay. We're gonna have to talk about this. This that's not okay. Not at all. Okay. So we're on the same page. Okay. Okay. Well, I wanna take I wanna say thank you guys so much for coming here today and talking about topics that we needed to talk about. Wes uh Royals, thank you so much for educating us. Yes, yeah, she's a simmer. Gabby, Alicia. Uh, Kitty, Witchy Mermaid, thank you again for educating us and thank getting. You. Sorry. Oh, Kitty and Witching are the same person. Oh my god, lady, <laughs> lady. <laughs> guys, I'm sorry, my brain. We call ourselves twins. Yeah, we Kitty and call I call ourselves, ourselves twins. twins. Only ten years apart. <laughs> like we literally, like Tat, Witching, and I were all like, I call them my besties, my sim besties, because they are. Yeah. You know, 
and we're all the same person. <laughs> I'm just a few years older, but what's age? You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. It's just it's just a number. Well, I want to thank everybody for coming today. Let's do a very quick round of goodbyes. Um, and then we'll wrap this up. Uh tattooed summer, since you're more in a time rush, wrap us up. Oh, sorry, my son's throwing a fit because someone closed the door. Um <laughs> yeah, basically, uh, I'm tattooed some geez the wheeze. <laughs> um tattooed somewhere on everywhere instagram youtube twitch um i was on reddit but reddit has been evil to me recently uh so i don't post on reddit anymore um <laughs> they blocked two of my posts for a stupid reason uh very, anyway so um very stupid reason so and then my gallery id is groali2234 i pretty much just build but I do play, um, we're doing the real world, but the Sims on Twitch right now. So, um, so yeah, if you want to watch that, like the recaps of it, you can watch that on my YouTube also. So awesome. And thank you again so much for coming to me and asking if this could be a round table. I want to say this is probably one of the best round tables I've had in a long time, minus the Royals round table from this morning, but thank <laughs> you again for putting this idea into my head and I'll moving you a hundred percent full yeah, thank credibility. You for, thank you for accepting it for sure. Of course. Uh, Gabby, how about you? Cause girl, I know you got to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. I work tonight. Um, I'm Gabby. I'm Sims royalty 22 at, um, Simstagram, um, Twitch and possibly YouTube. Um, yeah, it was lovely to be here. And thank you for co-hosting again, girl. I owe you like, like, like I owe you like, a, like love because you've been with <laughs> me all morning. I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you again for coming to be my co-host today. Uh, lady, where can we find your work? You can find me on Simstagram and Twitch under LadyXMP underscore. And you can download any of my Sims or builds on the gallery under LadyXMP. Perfect. Go, please go check out Lady. Yes, she's a simmer. Um, I am on Instagram. I am on Tumblr. I am on YouTube, Twitter, although I don't check that as much as I used to. Um, and any other platform or TikTok. I don't really post on TikTok, but I'm trying. Under Yes, she's a simmer. And um, I want to thank you guys for including me. It was really awesome to be here. I loved the different cultures and the diversity of this round table. And it was actually awesome to meet Tattoo Simmer. I talk to her all the time. So um, it was really good to see her in person. Gabby and Sazi, I know y'all, so. <laughs> well, we love you. Thank you. And please go check out the Mishima Awards because this podcast is coming out in August. So they will already have been out at this point. So please, 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 please give my my girl some love. Uh, West Royalties, how about you? Where can we find your work? Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, I am Instagram where the Royals. I have a several other royal family that kind of tries to correct some of the problems of the pack. Like they are like mainly like black indigenous, and, and, and I always said. Perfect. Well, I will have Lace below. Please go check out Wes as well. I want to take a minute and thank Wes so much for putting together that uh a slideshow and educating us. Like I said. That was the more that was the most education I had on Latino culture in my entire life. It was never I was never brought up in school 
was never a thing. So thank you so much for educating it. Please go check out the link. Please go read it. Please educate yourselves on why that pack needs to be removed, refreshed or something or or a big apology to everybody. Uh, Last but not least, Witching Mermaid, where can we find your work? You can find me on uh, Instagram. Um, You can find me on Twitch, the gallery, but use the hashtag Witching Mermaid because for some reason that's the only way I pop up. Um, And on youtube perfect well please go check that out please go check everybody out um it has been an absolute pleasure oh there he is he's got a a yogurt mustache yeah this this is my mini he looks he's just like he's spitting image spitting image spitting image yeah, you gave you just took your face off and gave it to him. Yeah. Really yeah. The way you don't ever get to deny that baby, that's yours. <laughs> yeah. Good morning, Tom. Tell him tractors on your shirt. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, anyways, everyone, have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much. And please go check everybody out. Um, and have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Bye guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for having Bye, us. Bye.